Oh yeah. Makes me want to do a salsa right now. Yeah. What's up? No lyrics so you can hear us, but the music gets live. It gets loud. Here we go. Do a crowd. All right, we're live back in action as we're through with week two and on to week three as the third and three podcast family breaks down all the fantasy, the football, and the fun. So let's get it done. This show is presented by the Sports Column. My name is Jason Fearman, and allow me to present the squad. We got Tricky Nicky Guest in the house, the New Jersey Devil. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> I like that, the Jersey Devil. Yeah, it's one? getting to be Halloween time. So in Jersey, like we have a whole month dedicated to learning learning about the Jersey Devil and how you can't go in the Pine Barrens and stick your feet outside of your car window. Like, don't fall asleep in the woods because it'll eat your feet. You see? All right. I'm you guys make fun of me about aliens, but you believe in the New Jersey Devil. So, you know, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, of course, the head coach is in the house, the real deal, Damian Adams. What's happening, babe? Chilling, man. Another great Wednesday night spending with my people. Talking football was better than that. That's right. Ain't nothing better than that. Football season's in the house. We're already through to week two, like I said. And week three, we got some big games to go over. We're going to talk about that. We got Freaky Fantasy Giraffe, Applause and Tomatoes, Knowledge with Nikki, our week three picks, our locks. We got a new segment going on where we're going to basically do like prop bets for the week, which is awesome. Another brainchild of Damien's over there. So let's rock through it. Let's get through it. And I want to start, guys, real quick in neighborhood news with the Raiders and the Steelers game, which, Damien, you got right. You picked Vegas, and maybe it's because of that defensive line against that Pittsburgh offensive line, but then Big Ben gets hurt with the pectoral muscle, so we got a problem right there. T.J. Watt got hurt in that game, so maybe that changed the way that the game was going, but it seemed like Vegas was pretty much in control for a while, and I'm wondering, D, have we underestimated them with two solid wins over two AFC North opponents? Yeah, we may have underestimated it the Vegas Raiders, uh, when you look at that defense and how they're able to generate pressure without really blitzing, whenever you can do that, you have a defense that can really keep you in games because they're always able to play safe without having to overextend themselves by blitzing all the time because they can create pressure. And offensively, they're getting that ball out there going deep. And whatever you can press the, off the offense and make them stretch the defense, you always have a good chance there as well. So I think the Raiders have a legit shot of being maybe a surprise team this year. Maybe so. We're worried about the offensive line, Nikki. No Josh Jacobs. He's not healthy. And, you know, it's Zay Jones, Brian Edwards, and then Henry Ruggs all of a sudden comes alive. How about that? I'm sorry. I was sending the link to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> As you see, we have no rehearsal on the show whatsoever. No, Nikki's we don't. Her own thing over there, watching below deck. No, it's no, all good. No. <laughs> Hey, mom, dad, got to send it to grandma. So see, got everybody in here. That's right. Let it all out. Let them all know where it's at. The third and three podcast is where it's at. And we are live for probably the next two hours. It could probably be a hell of a lot more, but we're going to do it. So, Nikki, I was asking about the Raiders and the Steelers, which, uh, you know, again, Damien got right. And, you know, I'm wondering, I know T.J. Watt went out. Big Ben got hurt. The running game has not been there. So I'm wondering if we underestimated Oakland, Oakland, Las Vegas, wherever the fuck they play. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I think so. I think I did. I probably personally did. I didn't expect them to look the way I didn't expect that defense to look as good as it has been. So they've been impressive. 
I think that's been the big thing is like Damian said, getting home with only four guys, that's been a huge thing. And if you could do that and you got seven on the back end, you know, worrying about the pass and playing whatever is cover two shells, stuff like that. You know, I mean, yeah, it's working right now for uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Let me get that right. And let's say it's up to Courtney Harden saying over here, it's up to his people. These are people, no doubt about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, that game was uh, very interesting in the Raiders. Okay, let's see in the Steelers. All that worry that we had earlier in the season is kind of coming to fruition right now. There was worry last week about the Green Bay Packers, but they got their stuff right. And I want to add something to you guys. You know, I give myself a little pat on the back once in a while. Do you check the score? You know, we go over the scores every week when we make our picks. Do you go back and check the scores and see if you were right or not? Not really on the scores. Every, Every once in a while, I'll be close and I'll remember it. I'm like, oh, I was pretty close on yeah. that one. But, yeah, I don't really go back and check the scores. I, I had a couple this week. I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like, you know, a little luck struck the action at the, the Bears and the Bengals 2017. But that was reversed. But I did have Green Bay winning 35-17. I'm like, awesome. Put the bet on it. Of did the course, teaser. Of course you check the scores, Jay. You would be the one out of all <laughs> three of us to be like, hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, I won that one. I won that one. I know D picked something else. They're conspiring. Like, you would be yes. out of three. Who's more likely to check their scores and see if they were right? You know I write everything down, obviously. I'm taking notes <laughs> left and right on this show over here. I mean, I really yeah. am. So, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty cool to have you. Yeah, Courtney, I know you too in our fantasy league. You beat me this week. You got a lot of you and you scored like 209,000 points. All right, it was pretty amazing. But uh, all right, we'll go over that later, partner, all right? But my 49ers beat the Eagles, so that's what really counts, bro. All right? So what you think about that? Stock up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yo, so D, so the Packers, um, is there is there reason to worry? Now, look, now the defense didn't look that great in the first half, but there is something mm-hmm. to be said for halftime adjustments where Detroit put up no points in the second half and Green Bay and my man Aaron Jones, Offensive Player of the Year, was on fire. Yeah, now Green Bay looked really good in the second half. Uh, Detroit it looks like a team right now, man. If they put a whole game together, they might mess around and get a win. Uh, (laughs) You know, the second half against you guys, they were awesome in in trying to come back. And the first half against Green Bay made it look like a real game. Uh, I felt sorry. I don't know if you guys saw the story about this guy who did like a 16-game parlay bet. And he needed Detroit to win to get the 16-game parlay. It won like $700,000. Oh, Oh, man. That had to to be (laughs) gut-wrenching. That's the worst. Yeah, 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 every other game correct. That's crazy. But yeah, Green Bay looked good offensively. That's the Aaron Rodgers you expect. Extremely efficient. You know, I think he was 22 of 27, four touchdowns, no picks. That's Aaron Rodgers that we know and love. That's who you mm-hmm. expect to see out there. Um, so they made some adjustments, but it is Detroit. So we yeah. have to wait till this week. They got a little stiffer competition. So we'll see. Yes, they do. And we're going to talk about that game, no doubt. And uh, Nikki, you know, Green Bay was my Super Bowl representative from the NFC week one. I'm like, what the hell when Damien Saints beat the hell out of him? And this week, you know, it is the Lions, but it looked like a get-right game. And Aaron Rodgers was pissed off. He was calling out whoever it was, maybe Jermichael Finley, like I talked about last week, saying, you know, like, you guys aren't in my head. You don't know what's going on. It's a game. It was another R-E-L-A-X moment. Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers is always pissed off. Like, he's just, like, finds a reason to be bitter and pissed off, like, all the time. (laughs) Like, it's just amazing to me. But you know what's more amazing is the fact that this man, he looks like he is a hundred years old. Cut the hair. What are you doing? <laughs> You're actually going into a press conference looking like this. I'm sorry, guys. You got 
well, guys, not maybe you guys don't, but there's like no shave November, right? Like he's already looking a mess. We're still in September. He looks horrible. He better not look like that for his wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you better act right. You better get that haircut done yeah. and everything. But- you not digging the guitar in the lounge look? Yeah, no. <laughs> lounge look. I guarantee no. you Shailene Woodley is not digging it either. She <laughs> digs that money, so. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he does look weird in the commercials now. It does look strange with his hair in a bun and the rest of his hair flowing out behind his ears. Yeah, yeah he, he does look a hot mess. I'm not going to lie, but the boy can still play football. So there you go. There's that. All right. Yo, so I took your advice and I watched the P, uh, the P lie. Listen to me. Try to put Peyton and Eli together. Peyton and Eli, uh, ESPN2 part of the, of the football matchup. And I did enjoy it. And Nikki, I'm really not trying to bust on you over here, but the first thing I notice is that Eli brings nothing to the table. It's oh like, oh my god, that is not no, true. Did you no, watch the whole does. thing? I can't. He waits for Peyton nothing. to say something. He waits for him for so long, and sometimes Peyton's just like, you know, looking up at the TV, and there's no sound, so it's kind of like awkward. But I, Nikki, I don't feel like Eli brings a lot to it. Well, Eli did say. That Peyton is the boss always in what they do. And he's used to it. And he just kind of rolls back and just kind of, you have to hear the digs he gives him though. It's so hysterical. He was wrong on predicting a couple plays and he was like, nice call Romo. Cause you know, <laughs> like Romo's wrong half the time. Like it's these little brother digs. And I think Eli's watching the game. And as it's the play is going on, you do get, some great insight and backstory. And so you guys want to be haters today. Come on with it. You guys were haters last week and look what happened. Jay, you lost all your running backs. D, you guys lost. Keep on. Keep on. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, no injuries. Let's move that bad karma way out the way over there. But, no, I mean, you know, again, I'm just busting on you. But I did enjoy, you know, they brought in Gronkowski and then they brought in Patrick Willis and then Pat Pat McAfee, who repeated exactly what I said on the show last week about trying to hush the crowd, saying, you know, Derek Carr and, uh, you know, and Peyton Manning, he said he would get like hospitals to shut up when he would do that. So (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny when he brought that up. I'm like, oh, wow, I have to text you guys right away and let you know that, of course, I'm right about something because I can't (laughs) do anything right with knowledge with Nikki over here. But uh, that's another story. But uh, what? I, th- I think the interviews are really cool, Damien. That's I like when they bring in the players. Like Gronk was hysterical. Yeah, I think that it's really good when they bring in the other players. And this was the perfect game to have Pat McAfee because second half it was you know a little out there and it wasn't that good of a game. You need somebody who could entertain you, tell some good stories. The story yeah. about the red eighteen at the roulette table is definitely yeah. a classic story. I can't believe that really happened. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he said he's, he's like cursing to too. He's like son of a bitch. He's like. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I hope they have a delay on this thing. Who knows what we're gonna say next? <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely did not have a delay or not a long enough delay for whoever no. was editing <laughs> to be able to catch those words. Uh, but you also like that. You like the fact that you're getting people on there who aren't used to being on TV, so they're just watching the game and they're getting caught up in the fact that oh, I'm just watching the game with Eli and Peyton. And now I think about the fact they're on TV. So right. that's how you have that type of word slip out. And you have you know, Nikki celebrating because it's on TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Person and it's normal. Yeah. I don't think Pat exactly. Nackett, he knew he was on TV. He was wearing a freaking tank top, for God's sakes, and just like I standing up like some animal. He looks so <laughs> unlike, but that's just him. You know, I guess yeah. that's, you know, that's Pat McAfee. And he's the <laughs> only one who gets Aaron Rodgers to talk and say curse words on TV. So good job out of him. All right, well. The Bears got a win last week. It wasn't exactly the way maybe they had planned out, but Justin Fields got in there, looked okay, you know, looked okay. Yeah. He can definitely run the ball, um, but he's getting the start this week, and 
we've been clamoring for this, but I'm still hearing, Damian, that Andy Dalton's still going to be the starting quarterback. Do you believe that? Justin Fields goes out. I know they're playing the Browns this week. That's a really tough task, and we'll get into the game, obviously, later on. But if he looks good, you know, good enough, does that is is that enough to keep him and, you know, give him the starting job and to hell with what Matt Nagy said? Yeah, if Justin Fields goes out there and balls out, he's starting. Like, there's no – because at that point, there's no argument against it. You're like, okay, he's ready. He played against a Browns team with a stacked defense, played well. So let's say he goes like 18 for 30, 230 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He's playing the rest of the year. Uh, Andy yeah. Dalton, you know, is, could work on his ginger beard and the in the hair <laughs> for the rest of the year and, <laughs> and get that together. But he's not going to be starting if Justin Fields go, goes out there and balls out, especially with the dynamic plays that he can make. Think about the fact that you get the 230 passing, but also get you 50 yards rushing. If he does a couple of plays like that and the team is energized, you have to start him. It'll be just malpractice at that point if you don't start him. All right, Nikki, uh, let's go on the other hand. Let's say that they lose the game. They lose it, you know, fairly bad, you know, a couple touchdowns, maybe more, and he has an okay game. He looks good in some spots. You're like, oh, we see the bright spots over here, but maybe he throws an interception or two. Does Matt Nagy go back to Andy Dalton? I know what you would do. He probably would, but you shouldn't. So basically you're describing like Daniel Jones to me. So if the Giants can roll with Daniel Jones, why can't the Bears roll with Justin Fields? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's an interesting comparison. That's probably the first time I've heard it, even though Daniel Jones did show off his wheels. Well, on- he, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Daniel Jones has bright spots, right? And you look yeah. and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe he's got it. And then yeah. he, I'm not saying he's Justin Fields, but then he does something stupid and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, like what is wrong with this? <laughs> Kid. Like, but so if that is what happens, then I, no, I, listen, if you took him, you drafted him for a reason, seems like he's ready to play he's starting this week. Let the kid play. Like you're not, what is Andy Dalton doing for you? Doesn't seem like much, you know, I guess he got revenge against his old team, the Bengals, but uh, you know, had to go off, you know, obviously with an injury and in comes fields and that could be it. You know, we were all wondering what week it's going to be. So maybe that's it. Uh, yeah. Courtney's saying Nagy will have no choice, but to start fields if um, he doesn't want to get fired. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. a possibility right there too. Uh, wait, Damien, I'm sorry. Are you going to say something? I just said, definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's- Another thing that I have to agree with you guys with that you called early on is you can't trust Carson Wentz. I mean, look, it was a bad looking injury. I don't know how he sprained both of his ankles and was standing on the sideline. That's a whole nother freaking thing. And we'll get into that yeah. game. So that freaks me out a little bit, but now spraining both of his ankles, they're already owing to having to go to Jacob Eason. I'm sorry, Chris Lewis. I don't know if you're listening right now, but it ain't looking really good. D. No, it's not. Uh, if I was trying to look for bright spots on my podcast to give every team, for their fans to look at. And I really couldn't come up with one for the Colts. Uh, it's something that like, when you look at the team, the defense is supposed to be the strength and they've been giving up points. Now they played against some good offenses. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but the defense is giving up points offensively. Carson Wentz is starting to see ghosts just like he did in Philly. And then he sprains both ankles. Like you said, I get Aaron Donald's a strong guy. He lands on your ankle. It's not a good thing. But then how the other ankle get sprained? Like it just, <laughs> just was like, it, like it, it felt bad. It didn't feel involved. And it was like, oh, let me be sprained too. <laughs> it was like it was copying his twin brother. Uh, <laughs> but I don't, yeah. So for the Colts fans out there, it's looking tough right now. 
But the AFC South looks wide open. So that's a benefit that they do have. Like they could climb their way back into the picture because the way the AFC South is looking right now. Oh, maybe. And we'll, we'll talk about that. And Chris, our friend is listening. He says, get off my my guy Carson, laugh my ass off over there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, Wentz, Ugh, what are you going to do? OK, you know, it's a good team. It's wasted. He Look, I thought that he was playing pretty good for a while, Nikki. But um, look, again, injury prone. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, there just is that factor with some guys and, and you called it. Yeah. yeah. And he's one of them, which is a shame because I would like to see him succeed and actually you know finish out a season but you just you can't trust him he just can't no. stay healthy no somebody else not staying healthy right now is two with fractured ribs he came out in the first yeah. quarter of that beat down from the bills 35 nothing uh you guys know i'm a two fan i think that you know he's a good a very good manager of the game and with that team around them they can do a good job but can jacoby Brissett? do a good job. They didn't because he was thrown into the game against Buffalo. So I totally understand that. But, you know, upcoming this week, they're playing the Raiders. You know, we'll we'll make our picks later on. But, Nikki, Jacoby Brissett, yeah, he's a seasoned veteran. There's no doubt. But do you think that he can right the ship as long as Tua is out? Mm, no. Right the ship? <laughs> no. <laughs> can he maybe win him a few games? Maybe, possibly. I don't think yeah. this is the week that that happens. But... Mm. Yeah, we'll make our picks. But, you know, D, I, I like, again, real a complete team. They did not show it over the weekend, obviously. They look in their first game against New England. They're one and one. Um, do you think this really affects them more? Are they going to become more of a running team? Uh, you know, now Jacoby Brissett will have a week worth of practice. Does that make a difference? Well, Brissett is a veteran, somebody who's been a starter in this league. So he should be able to win you some games depending on the matchup, right? Uh, now, like Nikki said, this week might not be the best week for that. But – Depending on further matchups, I think he can win some games and maybe left the ship, not right the ship. But he, can, <laughs> <laughs> he can he can maybe put it in a circle going left <laughs> and make sure you know it doesn't it doesn't sink. I think that's what he can do. But he's you definitely don't want him to be your long term starter. So you're hoping that Tua can come back sometime soon. Yeah, yeah. And again, we keep hearing things in Miami, you know, is do they even want to keep Tua? You know, what happens with Deshaun Watson? But, again, that's a whole nother story. Courtney Collin, uh, Jacoby Brissett, check down Jacoby. That just may be good enough. You know, keep <laughs> keep keep it going. You know, give it a Miles Gaskin, you know, whatever it may be. All right, we talked about Big Ben. Uh, we talked about T.J. Watt. Brandon Graham for the Eagles. Uh, look, this Eagles defense, whatever you want to call it, they only let up 6 and 17 points, respectively. So that's pretty darn good through two games. They lose Brandon Graham now for a while with an Achilles does that make a big difference to you, Ding? Well, he's definitely an important player, but I think yeah. that defense is still going to be good. Like, that defense has really surprised me. I know we'll get into it when we get to your game. Um, but, yeah, that Eagles defense is still going to be good. And they'll make adjustments, you know, going around that player. But it's good that it's one player and not several, uh, like we'll get to with my Saints. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. 49ers had several injuries. We lost all our entire backfield. Dre Greenlaw goes out. Nick Bosa gets hurt. It's like, just stop. You're killing me already. <laughs> uh, another guy, Jarvis Landry. He's now week to week. He's probably going to be out for a few weeks now with an MCL, but Odell Beckham Jr. could be coming back. So that could help them out. Zach Wilson looked just god awful. Do you just attribute this, Nikki, to a rookie playing against a veteran type defense with a veteran coach, or are you a little no. worried here? 
Uh, I attribute it to the Jets suck as an organization. Yeah. They do not know what they are doing. And yet again, they have left a rookie quarterback out to just completely dry. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know what they should do on draft night? If the Jets come up as like, they draft you one overall, you should be able to like veto it or something like <laughs> dong out of it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, just, just like, no, I'm out. That's it. Like, no, I attribute it to a terrible organization. Like, I just I don't know what they are doing. Again, they've given a, a rookie quarterback no help. How many times have we seen this? I don't know what they've been doing for twenty years. Ever since Nothing. the Mark Sanchez era, you know, you want to call it that. D. I mean, it's been a but fumble. mess. But fumble, but <laughs> man. I mean, just things have not gone good since that what two thousand nine season, whatever, okay. whatever season it was. Can't remember off the top of my head. I'm way too old for this sort of stuff. But Damien, I, I got to tell you. The Jets are the worst franchise. They're probably worse than Jacksonville. I mean, they are New York. You got to get a freaking team together, man. And maybe this whole Sam Darnold thing, which I can't wait to talk about later, my comeback guy doing a good job, but they probably should have kept him and worked around him to what we're seeing now. Or do you just say, you know what? Even Peyton Manning had a horrible rookie season. So let's see what happens. Yeah, we do have to see what happens, um, but it definitely doesn't look good so far. But like Nikki said, it's not like he has the best help in the world. Uh, now, some of those picks are on him, just making bad decisions. But other ones, you're like, you know, what could he really do if he's trying to make something happen with this Jets team? Um, so if I'm a Jets fan, I'm not panicked about the quarterback. I'm more panicked about how we didn't do anything to help the quarterback out. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they've they had those two years of Sanchez where I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was Rex Ryan who was coach back then yeah. where they made the AFC championship game in those years. And it was all about defense then. Like it wasn't, Sanchez was never good. That's why he was out the league not too long after that. That's right. But So you have to have some type of building block, either a defense, offensive line, something to build off of to have that quarterback be successful. And they haven't done that yet. Yeah, building blocks. They should start with freaking Legos with what they got right now. It's a hot mess over there. Oh, man. Oh, geez. All right. So let's uh, f- close out neighborhood news over here. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. He's kind of struggling right now, but, you know, I expect him to get better, you know, like the others. But the last thing I want to say is just how bad I feel for Tyrod Taylor. Now, this is not a season ending thing, but I mean, God, he was keeping him that team in, uh, in the game against Cleveland. They were doing a good job. They were moving the ball down the field and then he pulls up limp over there. It's just like, how much more from this guy do you want? He takes the Bills to the to the playoffs, you know, four or five years ago, whatever it was. We know he's a good quarterback, Damian, but for God's sake, leave the guy alone. Yeah, the injury bug definitely has a big beef with Tyrod Taylor. Like, it's, <laughs> it's on, it is on site with Tyrod Taylor, and he does it in all different kinds of ways. Uh, this one being a hamstring on a touchdown, too. Like, I'm running for a touchdown. I can't even celebrate because I hurt right. my hamstring. Uh, right. So this, yeah, it definitely, with Tyrod, you're like, dang, how much can happen to this guy? And this is kind of a revenge game for Tyrod. You forget that he was playing for Cleveland That's right. when they subbed him out for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield had the big game where he finally won for the first time in, like, two years, whatever it was. Against he got to, like, drink all the beer and all that stuff. And Baker Mayfield been a hero there ever since. So in Tyrod last year, you know, we all know about what happened with him getting the punctured lung on accident, but with that, and then Justin Herbert just takes off. So with Tyrod, man, you just wish him the best. Hopefully he can come back soon. I doubt he could play this week, especially with them playing on Thursday. Yeah. Um, but man, you just, he, like you said, he was 10 of 11, 125 yards. Like he was balling 
yes. in that game. And it was a good game. Like I was, my Saints were getting whooped on. So I was watching that game. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, this is a good game. So yeah, man, hopefully Tyrod can come back. And he got Houston looking like a legit squad. I'm saying, and you know what, and, and Nikki, the first game, yeah, they played Jacksonville, but they put up 37 points, if I can remember, and they were on their way to probably putting up another 37 points against a really good Cleveland defense. It's Tyrod Taylor. He, this, this guy's magic, man. I'm a big fan. I am too, and I, I feel so bad for him. I do. I just yeah. feel like he keeps getting like dealt a bad hand. I, I'm yeah. rooting for him, I, yeah. no matter what team he ends up on. Because I, I do think he's good. I do think like that's the kind of quarterback that – you know, yeah, like a Houston would need right now. He'd probably be better in Miami, you know. Um, he would but be good Miami, yeah. yeah, I think so. But I just, I'm rooting for him. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it really is unfortunate. It's 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 tough. It's tough. It's rotten, just like tomatoes that we're gonna start throwing right now, winding them up, getting ready to go. <sighs> Tomato time, Nikki, take it away. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys see this article that was trending today? Uh, Nameberry released their top trending names as you head into 2022. They do this every year. Oh, and they okay. take a look at it today. Well, I'm throwing tomatoes because I don't know if like these names are so popular that now they're on the list or like future parents are, are really considering these names. Let, let me share them with you. And then just like, PSA to all future parents, don't do this shit. Like, this is like, th <laughs> oh, these names God. are like, what they do? They write it on the chalkboard, they post it on Instagram, they let the followers pick their kid's name. Like, I would oh. never let followers just pick my kid's name. But okay. so here's the, here's, here are some of the top trending names going into next year. Okay, here we go. Bear, Birdie, Dovey, Iggy, Pixie, Prairie, Woods, o Oasis, Wells, Calypso, Chord, Drummer, Rhythm, Rue, and Revel. I swear to God, don't <laughs> let me meet like Drummer, okay? Please, <laughs> parents, like, do you, like, your kids have to go to school, okay? Like, they got to go to gym class. Like, they got to go through, like, <laughs> all the way to high school, college. Not only that, then they have to interview for jobs. And then you get a hiring manager like me. And if your name is ridiculous and I can't pronounce it, I'm not even calling you. Okay. If I see a resume that says drummer, whatever, or Calypso, I'm not, I'm not. Okay. I know it's discriminatory. I'm not calling you. I'm not. I cannot hire somebody named Bear. And by the way, if you're going to name your son Bear, you better be a freaking linebacker. Like, so parents, please, like, really consider this. Yeah, like what's wrong with a normal name? Like Nicole is a great name, right? You could be Nikki, you could be Nick, you could be Nikki Nick, you could have many different nicknames. Like it doesn't have to be like you don't have to name your son John or your daughter Jane, but like I mean, I, I don't know, Rue, Revel, what? Prairie, Prairie. Would you guys Prairie. name your daughter Prairie? Yeah. That's I, crazy. Prairie is crazy. The Prairie one is actually, that's funny. That's the one that stuck with me. I'm like, they're going to call, yeah. I mean, if anybody remembers Little House in the Prairie, I'm sure their parents are like, yeah, go make fun of that kid. Little House in the Prairie. Go get him. You know, go get him. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, these names are crazy. Woods? I mean, Woods. all right. Is that because of Tiger Woods? I mean, I, I don't understand a lot of these names either. Yeah. I, people are trying to be creative and that's cool, but be creative and cool. D. You know, that, yeah. that stuff ain't working. Nah, it's definitely something that you want to be creative with, but you can be creative and still be somewhat normal, right? And a lot of people try to follow these celebrities with their names where, you know, you got, when you are worth $500 million, you can name your kid Blue Ivy. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, or Apple. 
Yeah, <laughs> or blanket like uh, Michael Jackson did. When you have that much money, you can do stuff like that. Uh, so I mean, those kids don't have to worry about getting regular jobs when they grow up and stuff like that. So you, they can do that. Um, but one name that stuck out to me was Rhythm. I feel like Rhythm would be a good last name for somebody. Like okay. if, if they could switch their name to like have whatever Rhythm, like Jason Rhythm would be a total, a cool name. Ooh, yeah, it would be. Right. Like I would take it. Yeah. I would take it. You know, rhythm is a dancer, baby. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. That's cool. I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be a good last name. I don't know if a first name though. Like what's rhythm? Like, I don't know. I can't, it's hard to picture it. I uh, but know. I think that'd be a good last name. But yeah, for the names, and I was a substitute teacher, so I came across some of the craziest names you, you would oh. ever see. <laughs> like um, literally, this girl's name was Ladasha. It was L-A. A dash apostrophe A, like literally. <laughs> oh, her name. you were to pronounce the dash. Yes. Oh, oh wow. That's what did you yeah. do when you got the attendance sheet the first time? Oh, like, her last wow. name was Jackson. So I literally was like, Miss Jackson. Miss yeah. Jackson. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Jackson, your first good, thing was too young, good thing she was too young to that reference. But she was like, uh, she was like, oh, you know, it's Ladasha. And I was like, okay. Like uh, I had a, uh, I wouldn't say a friend, but an associate in high school. Her name was uh, Listerana Nay, like 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 Listerana Nay. So almost like Listerine, but Listerana Nay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna some crazy ones, man. There's no doubt. Being a a a substitute teacher, I came across some crazy names, uh, and those nothing like those though, but some crazy names are out there, and I get it. You want to be different, but you can still be somewhat within the lane of names that should be out there so i get it you don't want to have the same like you said john no i know you know you know shade to the johns out there but there's too many johns <laughs> like there's too, there's too many joes so yeah you have to like in like joe Smo literally became a thing because there's so many joes so you don't want to be in joe or john or you know those type of names but something different that is within the lane so i get what you're saying you know what names like really drive me crazy and no offense to anybody out there who has the name Billy, but your name is also Bill, William, Will, you know, like, and what about like Robert, you're Bobby, you know, you're Robert, you're Rob, you know, you're Bobbert sometimes. I don't know what the hell <laughs> Man, are you going to name your kid Rhythm? That kid better freaking dance, man. That's all I got. Yeah, no, I didn't feel like your kids have to live up to the name you give them, right? Yeah. Like, you made you a good point about Bear. You can't be 5'5", 125, the name Bear. Like it's unless it's ironic, like a nickname, like Debo from Friday, his nickname was Tiny. So it was ironic, you know, it's something like that. But yeah, you can't your real name, your government name can't be Bear and you five five one twenty five. What's your middle name if your name's Bear, I wonder? Depends on the last name too. Like just you know, parents, you just gotta watch. Like teachers have to call attendance, like right? You know, if you're sitting in the waiting room. Of a doctor's office. I'm just thinking of that girl, Adasha. Like, how many times does she have? <laughs> she always got to, like, literally always, unless she changed it by now, because she, like, I feel old because she's probably an adult now, but, but, like, but she had to change it or something, just go by La something, because I wouldn't be doing that every time I say my name. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's a tough one, man. Damn. <laughs> hey, I got some students who may be listening, so I ain't saying a damn thing right now. <laughs> right, <so> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get some calls from parents in the morning. They're like, "What the hell do you say about my kid? I, I, yeah, that's right? a family name, damn it!" I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. It's all good. Shit. Oh my god. All right, more tomatoes, D. What do we got? All right, so for my tomatoes, I'm gonna get a little serious for mine. Oh. Okay. So I'm throwing mine at the state of Texas. You might have heard that uh, Texas passed this law 
where it's illegal now in Texas to get an abortion after six weeks of being pregnant. And if you know, most women don't know they're pregnant until after six weeks, unless you're actively trying and you're like, you're taking tests all the time, trying to get pregnant. You don't know at that point, right? Because what I've learned is that women can like, their period can be late for any reason, stress, anything like that, their diet, and that could cause their period to be late. So they might think, oh, I'm just stressed. Oh, I've been eating horribly lately. That's why my period's late. Then they find out they're pregnant afterwards, hmm. want to get an abortion. If they live in Texas, they can't do that. Um, the fact that old guys are making laws about women's bodies is just crazy to me. And I just want to throw my tomatoes at the state of Texas for doing that. And the crazy thing is, I feel like other states are going to follow this because it's the way they frame the law it fits under the Roe versus Wade because technically you can still get one if you know before six weeks. But like I said, most women don't know before that time. So, and it's just for me, like if you're so against it, just don't do it yourself. Like you can, like, if you're so against people having a choice, just don't do it yourself. If somebody else does it, it's not your business. Right. And this even includes rape and incest. Like if a woman gets raped or it's incest involved if it's not before six weeks, they can't get the abortion. Like, it's absolutely crazy, man. I'm sorry to bring like a big downer on the podcast, um, but it's something that was on my mind. And um, Jamel Hill talked about it on her podcast. That's what really made me bring it up. And it's something that just really just rubs me the wrong way. And hopefully that gets changed soon. And we shouldn't be, no one should be making choices for somebody that when they don't know what it's like to be that type of person. So like men shouldn't be making laws for women in their bodies because we have no idea what they go through. So it's something that really rubbed me the wrong way. No, it's interesting you say that. And, you know, I know mm-hmm. it's political and we're not going to get into, you know, all that sort of stuff right there, but it's a whole bipartisan thing. You have Republic states, you have Democratic states, and they're going to go with their morals, if you want to call it mm-hmm. that, if they freaking have any. I mean, it, it's tough. Yeah. Like, so I, I can't even watch the news sometimes with certain things that I hear. It's just like, it, it makes it, it really does. It makes me sick. It drives me crazy. I can't believe some of the things that I see out there. But no, nah, D, it's all right to get serious, man. I got serious yeah. with that catfish thing the other week. And sometimes we got to put those PSAs out there, man. You know, those public yeah. service announcements. People need to hear this sort of stuff. People yeah. need to hear what I have to say right now because I'm like really freaking yeah. clean. OK, so here goes my tomatoes. I'm a clean guy. I like clean my house. I mean, like I'm not like a freak. You know, I'm not like Monica from Friends, you know, but yeah, I see crumbs. I'm going to wipe it up, you know, and do all that stuff. But I want to know where all the house dust comes from and why I have to clean it up every day of my life. I look up at the fan. I just cleaned it with a Swiffer, yet there's still dust on there. I vacuumed. I sweeped. I Swiffered the floor. Yet in the corner, there's dust there. The only thing left in this world when it's all over is dust and cockroaches. I swear to (laughs) God. I don't know where it comes from. That's what I don't understand. I'm going to have to get into this scientific stuff because it just magically appears from nowhere. I can clean the whole house, but still these little dust bunny fuckers are still going to line up in the corners everywhere. And I just am baffled as to where it comes from. Like, I'm not letting it in. I'm not opening the door and saying, hey, dust, get your ass in here. Screw up my house again. I don't know where it comes from. I have to look into this scientifically, guys, because it drives me crazy. Yeah. It does. How does it yeah. happen? I don't know. Oh, my mom yeah. said if you left your windows open. But mom, Jay's in Florida, so it probably has the no. air on. Yeah, I don't open no my windows either. And it just like 
I have hardwood floors throughout the house and same thing. I'm swiffing. I'm doing the Swiffer, the whole thing. But where's the coming? I even have a cleaning lady. Where's it coming from? Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Yeah, because we just moved and the amount of dust <laughs> that came up <laughs> off of stuff that we, you know, we didn't even think about. It was like, oh, my, how does it get so dusty in here? We, and thing is, we dust. We clean. Yeah. It's just like, but some of the stuff, you know, you're moving. So some of the stuff hasn't moved in a little yeah. while. And it's like, oh, man, yeah. this is, you know, we had to, you like, right. got to put a mask on so you don't breathe in all the dust. So, yeah, I'm with you. Man. We got to find out what's going on with this dust. Why is it everywhere? And how does it form? Because this is it's just so annoying. Yeah. Well, mom's saying it's coming from the vents. You know, that yeah, I mean, the vents are it open. So that's, but I mean, yeah. what the hell's in the damn vents? Somebody go clean that shit out so I don't have dust all over the damn place. <laughs> My God. Do your job. I'll do it. Man. All right. Let's get a little happy over here. Guys, applause. You know, I like to wrap it around. This one is personal and right from home. I went, you guys know I lived in New York most of my life. I lived in a town called Belmore in Long Island, and that's where Mepham High School is, where I went to and graduated from. And let me tell you about a girl named Sophia La Spina, who became the first girl to score a touchdown on Long Island over the weekend, and she was named the New York Jets High School Football Player of the Week. Long Island is a big-ass island, man. She got in there. She scored a touchdown. Her teammates say that she belongs on the team. This is no charity thing. Fucking way to go. My freaking high school, baby. We did it. We put the first girl out there. She got in the end zone. Way to go, Sophia La Spina. All right. How about that? I can't. No, we can't follow that up, Dace. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to follow up that applause. We could just like have applause dedicated to her because that's right. Amazing. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. So awesome. Yeah, no, that love that story. Like you said, I would give my applause to her as well. Uh, all the women out there. I know there was a story about a woman who played safety and got a scholarship out there. So there's going to be more women who are going to take that chance of playing football. It does scare me a little bit, especially playing safety. I don't want, me too. you know, that, that that part does scare me because there's going to be some guys. So like, think about the fact that uh, Vita Vea used to play running back in high school. There's going to oh. be one of those dudes <laughs> coming downhill and this girl playing safety is going to be asked to make that tackle. So that part scares me a little bit. Maybe we have to choose positions a little differently, but I definitely want to see more women with this opportunity. Yeah. Pretty cool, right, Nikki? I mean, yeah. that's just that's just great stuff. Way to go! Way that, to go! That like warms my heart. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, she's cool. she's getting my applause this week too. That is amazing. <laughs> and just football as a whole. I think there are 12 women employed now across or coaches across yeah. um, all NFL yeah. teams. I think last year it was six or eight. So we're we're getting there. You know, we still got work to do, but we're getting there and making strides. And yeah, Sophia, rock on. No, so yeah. Next step, Nikki, Jess, GM of the New York Giants. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> and you guys come right with me and let me tell you. Let's do it. The changes that would be made. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Build from the inside out the way we're supposed to, from the line of scrimmage on. That's the way yep. we do it. Yep. I love it. I love it. <laughs> D, you got an applause? Oh, no. I was, yeah. We're going to stay with Mike? All right. Yeah. We'll stay with Mike. You know, it is, it is an amazing thing. Once in a while, yeah. I come with some good stuff, but it all came from her. Way to go, Sophia. That's just freaking absolutely awesome. So yeah. cool. All right. What else is cool is that we all had winning records this week. We did pretty good week two. Guys, we're not off to a bad start here. Damien, 
Son of a gun. You won again, 11 and five, triple lock the motherfucker. Way to go, bro. All right. Uh, <laughs> you and I tied at 10 and six and we double locked. I think you had okay. New Orleans as a lock and I had, um, I had Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I screwed that one up pretty good. That was a freaking hot mess right there. Jeez. So Damien, you want to the- lock that one. Oh, you did. I know. Okay, don't I know. Lock that one. Like I locked Tennessee in week one. Real, real good. Yeah. So uh, I have yet to triple lock, but I'm, 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 I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm, I'm ready. There are no keys. Throw them away. I'm locking this stuff up. All right. But, uh, we saw a hell of a game Sunday night football. I guys, I did not expect it. I definitely thought the chiefs are going to win this game. They were up. Things were looking comfortable. It was uh 35, 24 at one point. Yes. There was still time in the clock, but man, we can leave this open to a lot of things, but the one thing, if you're going to take away from anything, Nikki, is that Lamar Jackson is a gamer. He yeah. he certainly is. I was happy the Ravens won. I did not pick them, but for my household, it's it's a good day when the Ravens <laughs> yeah. win, when the Giants win. What I love the most about it um, was just, first of all, Lamar, the lipstick. Do you want to go for it? Like, that was amazing, like, lip reading on the sideline. But the pure joy out of just, like, Lamar Jackson and that entire team, it was like, um, what is it, like, monkey off the back, they say, or whatever. And just, like, I I don't know. I could feel that for them. Like, I was so happy for them because they were so happy that they did it. And, you know, you're watching this game, and you're like, oh, man, like, do I go to bed? Like, this is, you know, wrap it up. Chiefs are going to win again. Uh, But now that the Ravens have won, are we on our way to perhaps a true rival? Maybe. You want to take it? Yeah, I can't say a true rival yet because Kansas City did kind of just give that game away at the end. Okay. Uh, it felt like it was going to be your normal Ravens-Chiefs game where the Ravens show that they're tough, they show that they're a contender, and then the Chiefs win at the end. It seemed like it was going to be that, and it should have been that, honestly, uh, if they if Clyde Arrow-Solaire holds onto the ball there. Yeah. And that was his first fumble, so he's not known for fumbling. Um, but great play made by the defensive end there to get that fumble and seal the game. But it definitely seemed like, and all he needed was a field goal. You know, you can't really stop Kansas City. You know, all they need is a field goal. Yep. Um, so <laughs> you definitely got to say, like, Baltimore got a little lucky. But Baltimore fans should feel good about the win. They showed that their running game can't be stopped. Because you have Lamar Jackson, if you have a decent running back back there, Tyson Williams was on the practice squad last year. It's balling yeah. out <laughs> right now. He's, you know, you normally your four-string guy. Balling out. You got Latavius Murray looking good. Devontae Freeman, who was on the street looking good so that running attack is just something different man and it was a battle of can you stop our pass Kansas City Baltimore can't stop our pass and also with Kansas City they couldn't stop Baltimore's run right it was basically who's going to do it better basically and Kansas City I think got too conservative there at the end usually they're going for a touchdown they're going to be strong and they were kind of conservative and just playing for the field goal I felt like at the end there and it cost them so Baltimore can feel good about it, but Kansas City, if you're a Kansas City fan, you're like, eh, we lost, but we should have won. I, I can't believe that they ran the ball. I was blown away that they handed the ball off. It, I mean, there was no way they were stopping Kansas City from throwing the ball, whether it was 5, 10, 15 yards downfield. That was shocking to me. I will say that Baltimore earned it because Owe was all over the field, and he punched that ball out from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That was a fantastic play. you got to protect it better, uh, uh, CEH, there's no doubt about it. But like Nikki said earlier, that fourth and one, like Harbor's like, do you want to go for it? Lamar, you want to go for it? And it's like, 
course I want to go for it. That hell's the matter with you. What are you even asking me? For? Yeah. But they're on their own, like what, 39, 40 yard line. And, you know, this, of course, you don't want to give Patrick Mahomes the ball back, but the freaking cojones it takes to do something like that, where you know if you miss it, anything bad happens, a fumbled snap, you know, the, the line gets clogged up, anything. Kansas City's absolutely winning this time. They're not giving Clyde Edward Hilaire the ball again. You know, so Kansas City's definitely winning. So that was just balls all over the place. That was amazing. (laughs) I got a question for you. Got a question for you, Jay. Yeah. Do you think their strategy of shutting down Tyreek and letting everybody else do their thing is, do you think that's a strategy that other teams can take going forward? Or is there no way to really slow down? Kansas City. You see, that's a great question. And of course, they did a great job by shutting down Tyreek, but they still put up 35 points. So I think to answer your question, McCall Harmon is coming about. We saw Demarcus Robinson do a little bit. Of course, Travis Kelsey. So you know what? Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. So I would have to say that if they're going to do that and pull New England type stuff, these other guys are going to have single coverage and they'll be wide open all day. Yeah, you can't stop Travis Kelsey in single coverage. Like he balled out uh, and like, if you're going to decide who to stop there, I've seen other teams say, okay, we're going to stop Kelsey. But then when Hill is so dangerous, cause he's so fast. If you single cover him, he's out of there. Oh yeah. Uh, so it, you just, you can't really pick your poison there. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so mm-hmm. true. It's so true. You know, and we got word in the beginning of that game, Lamar, you know, with a couple interceptions, you know, Tyron Matthew and everything. And just, oh man, just looking bad, you know, but he's, got, you know, that he's got it, man. He, Lamar is just, he's like, you know what? I don't give a damn. We're going back in. We're running. We're winning this game. I'll do whatever I got to do. The, nobody even got touched three, four yards past the line of scrimmage. Anybody who was running for Baltimore, whether it was Tyson Williams, Lamar Jackson, Latavius Murray, or Freeman, like you said. So I, it, it was really a hell of a football game. Unbelievable. I don't know where the defenses are, but, you know, that's stuff that they're going to have to figure out. Another game that had no defense. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, like you said, a great game. Both defenses definitely have some stuff to figure out. With Kansas City, I'll be a little more worried because they're more healthy than Baltimore, and they still couldn't really stop anything. Baltimore has all these injuries, so you're like, okay, you can make some excuses there. But Kansas City is like, now we know. I'm just going to run down your throat all game. If I have a good running attack, that's what I'm doing. Let's see if you can stop it. And then I can keep your offense off the field too. Definitely just running down your throat all game. Yeah, man. You know, from Kansas City's defensive perspective, you know, they're rough on linebackers. Obviously, the secondary is iffy. But I think putting Chris Jones at defensive end was a bad idea. I mean, he's so good at clogging up the middle. I I, I don't like that idea. Yeah, and he had some tough moments where Lamar Jackson did the, you know, the option. And he had to choose between the running back and Lamar. And it's tough for anybody in that position. (laughs) Yeah, so with him being brand new, there were some moments where they pointed out where you could tell he was new. Chase the running back down, then Lamar just running right past him. Uh, so, yeah, it was some tough moments out there for him. So, yeah, defensively, they both got some work to do, but I think they'll both be there at the end maybe as teams that we say, okay, these, these two teams are contenders. Very possibly. You guys got Baltimore in the playoffs. I did not. They're so banged up. And But Lamar Jackson, wow, he is just that X factor. Unbelievable. Uh, Nikki, our boy, Russell Wilson, you know, our X factor, somebody that we love. We picked for, you know, MVP last year. We came close to going with it again this year, but we're like, all right, let's go Patrick Mahomes because he's freaking Patrick Mahomes. But Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. They're doing their thing, throwing it to Tyler Lockett. Chris Carson's having a good game. Defense is playing well in the first half. And then the second half comes and they decide, you know what? Let's stick with the game game plan. Let's give it to Derrick Henry. He gets almost 200 yards in the second half. Game goes to overtime. You know, we saw what happened, but, 
you know, you're looking at Tennessee, you're thinking about what happened against Arizona at home in week one. You're seeing Seattle beat them up in week two. You're like, oh, my God, wow, this division, AFC South, is just the worst. But Tennessee comes back by doing what they do best. And Julio Jones showed up. Yeah, welcome back, Derrick Henry. Welcome back. It was uh, felt like he was missing a little bit. That um, yeah, it was a bad overtime for Russell Wilson, and I think that it's just missed opportunities on Seattle's part. You know, it was um, they could have won, but they just it, it was not great for them towards the end there at all. Like I just was not thrilled with uh, Russell Wilson's play. No, definitely not. So I'm wondering, D, like you know, did they get? Did they pull the 49ers in week one, you know, with, with the Lions and everything and just get complacent on defense and stuff like that? And Or is it, is it just Derrick Henry is just a freaking monster? He's like, you know what, I'm taking over. Yeah, I don't think they got complacent. I think offensively they may have gotten too complacent and too safe. You know, they were up, you know, 30, what, 30 to 16 at one point. Yeah. And just lost that game in that way. Defensively, I think Derrick Henry was just too much. It just was over and over. Marshawn Lynch – coming through over and over and over again and you just can't take it i think that's what it was the fact that they came back behind the running game uh, julio jones had a big game in this one but behind the running game is how they really came back in this one really shows you how special derrick henry is and what their identity is they might have added julio jones and might want to beat his passing team but their heart their soul is we're going to pound the rock play off the play action that's what ryan Tannehill is good at and that's how they came back in this game so you might have found what they had to do going forward in this one I think Seattle, I wouldn't be worried about Seattle fan. It'd just be like, okay, this was a bad loss. We should adjust from it. If you're a Titans fan, you might have found your identity going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle can, you know, they can kind of like chalk this one up to like, all right, we had this game one. We learned our lesson, Nikki, you know, yeah. so, you know, we're not going to let this stuff happen again because the defense is playing better. Bobby Wagner had 300 tackles last weekend. I mean, that, <laughs> he was just all over the place. Unbelievable. Yeah. But Nikki, let me ask you, did you, that Julio Jones, which I thought was a touchdown for sure. I thought his foot was in. I, they yeah. called it a TD on the field. I want both of your opinions. Nikki, you think he was in? Yeah, no, I I think like everybody else, I thought he was in. And yeah, yeah I mean, I just, uh, I can't with the refs this year. I just can't. I mean, I know we're only a couple weeks in. The calls are just so bad. And no, yeah. it's not just because I'm mad about the Giants call like I just like I think if the call is too close like don't call it like if it's egregious maybe but like I just uh, I don't know just as a whole I'm just not happy with the way games are being called yeah sometimes yeah you gotta let him play and Damien they called it a touchdown on the field so what the hell's up I can't believe they called that back but to me there was no evidence showing that he was out of bounds or even whatever you want to call it so in that case you stick with the uh, call on the field Definitely. It's like they remembered it was Julio Jones. It was like, oh, he doesn't score touchdowns. So <laughs> <laughs> let's take this one away. Take that back real quick. Yeah, let's take this back because things that don't, that don't really happen like that. Julio Jones gets yards. That's what he does. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, no, it was a bad call for sure. Uh, that was a tough one. Look, we got uh, Paris Sharkey in here saying Titans up. Hey, listen, I'm with you over there. I picked them to go to the freaking Super Bowl. So I'm happy that they actually won and even more happier that it was against Seattle. That makes me even that much more happier. <laughs> division win um it's a crazy games over the weekend another one was cardinals vikings i told you guys this was going to be a high scoring game i had cardinals 38 35 it got close to that and just before we even get into the game the very last play and we could talk about a lot of stuff because dalvin cook was amazing um yeah. both offenses were amazing the kid Moore 
um, uh, yeah. the rookie that came out. I forgot what school he he did amazing. Kyler Murray doing his thing, looking like an MVP. But the funniest thing of all was what I heard after. And the guy's name is uh, uh, Paul Allen, the Vikings radio announcer. All right. So nobody, anybody who's <laughs> listening on the radio to the Vikings game, D, I think you know where I'm going with this. You guys heard yeah. this. <laughs> if you're listening on the radio, you can't see shit. So you don't know what's going on. All right. So the Vikings kicker, I'm losing his name off the top of my head. He gets there for what should be a chip shot. All right. Paul Allen goes, it's up. It's uh, Joseph, I think. It's up, Joseph. It's good. It's good. Vikings win. Oh, no. Wait, wait, you stupid idiot. Wait for the referees to put their hands up or say That's no. That's I do, yeah. Oh, my God. See, you got Vikings fans all around. Them. Yeah, we won the game. At the- no, no, I'm sorry. You did not win the game. You didn't. So Arizona goes to 2-0, and Damien. Damn it. Yeah, no, nah, very lucky to end though. The Coker, the kicker definitely choked. As I said, Coker, I'm combining yes. him kicking <laughs> with him choking. <laughs> but he definitely choked that game away because he had made some bombs before that uh, and then right. missed the 37 yarder, at which the radio announcer probably was so just ready for him to make that easy kick. He was already had his, you know, his exciting play call in his head ready to go and <laughs> had to take it back. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, now nah, it's definitely a game that you were on point. Like you said, you said it was going to be a fancy player's dream. Yeah. It definitely was that. Dalvin Cook had over 130 yards rushing in this one. Like the stats were just absolutely crazy in this game. Yeah. As my computer to my computer doesn't want to work now, so I'm trying to look at the stats. But <laughs> <laughs> the stats were absolutely crazy in this one. But if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm a little worried because we weren't able to slow down this team at all and maybe that game against Tennessee was a fluke you're like okay you go against Tennessee you have all these sacks maybe the offensive line just wasn't right that day it's game one so is our defense really good or did Minnesota expose us in this game uh, for Minnesota we knew that defense wasn't going to be that good yeah. offensively they have to ball out and they did that and they just happened to have their kicker choke at the end you see, and that's that's what I wanted to get to you, Nikki. Both defenses. I mean, you, you have to play defense. You really do. And Arizona did in week one, but then Minnesota comes into their house and does what they do. And, and we know they have a lot of weapons, obviously, between Jefferson Thielen and Cook and whatnot. But these defenses really did not look good. So they can't take that next step until they get somewhere at least mediocre, you know, 15th, 16th in the league. Because right now they're way down in the 20s. Yeah, no, I mean, you have to, you can't, how are you going to go up against like, you know, Buffalo or so, you know, or Pittsburgh, like you're gonna, gonna have to, you don't know if you're going to meet or who you're going to meet later on in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I just, let me tell you, the AFC is sending AFC North of me might send three to the playoffs. Like you don't know who you're going to end up meeting. Um, so yeah, they're going to have to get that defense together, both of them. But I, as just a fan of football was highly entertained during that game. Oh, yeah. Like I was, <laughs> I was just like glued to the TV. Right. And I think like, you know, our Facebook chat was blowing up during like the 4 PM games. Cause they were so yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was highly entertaining and I feel you Vikings fans I feel that heartbreaking loss I feel every ounce of that believe me and trust me I do <laughs> but uh yeah no I I think I lost fantasy this week I'm sure I was up against somebody on these teams unfortunately <laughs> I probably have like six billion points 
This is the exact reason why I hate kickers. There should be no kicking anywhere in the NFL. They shouldn't even punt. They should throw it off or something like that. I'm just kicking. Hand it to them on the like 25. <laughs> yeah, so whatever, you know, any anything. I know they're trying to avoid injuries and stuff like that. Tell it to a couple of quarterbacks over the week and it didn't get calls. But I mean, God, it's, it's kickers, it's, they sit around. It's like, yeah, come on out, you skinny little freak and kick the field goal and win the game. But nope, not going to happen. Didn't win. That's an interesting idea, though, on punts to have the quarterback just throw it as far as he can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or see how accurate he can be. Maybe he could throw it out of bounds at the one-yard line. Um, hey. That would be, be kind of dope. Now we're talking <laughs> field goals, you know, like move it back a few more yards, see if he could throw it through the uprights or have like a little like a uh, circle in there. Like the Aaron Rodgers would be freaking great at that, I'll tell you. Damn. Yeah, Oof. you would have to make it really small to make it like challengeable for yeah. like the quarterbacks yeah. today. But, yeah, but how much more fun would that be? Screw the kickers, nobody wants to see this guy. <laughs> that would be a lot more fun. That would be great. It would. I like that um, idea. Then you see, if Someone they take it, it, they'll if, steal it. If they're gonna freaking, yeah. I know these thieves in the night are gonna take <laughs> it. So much, you know it. Sons of guns, man! Wow. All right. I, I, I rode with the Colts again last week, and I got disappointed. Look, if Carson Wentz was in, maybe they come back, but doesn't matter. It didn't happen. What happened was your boy Matthew Stafford, Nikki, and Cooper Cup went ballistic, ended up getting a really nice road win, 27-24 over the Colts. And, you know, I know you're high on the Rams, and you were high on Stafford, and you got to like what you're seeing so far. I love it. I told you this was my backup team, right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> the Giants like really like break my heart, which they did. Um, I'm going to be like all in on the Rams. That's the cool thing about doing a podcast. Like you have your team, but you have so many other scenarios that like you're rooting for because we have picks and we have fantasy and then we kind of recap all the games. But I am high on the Rams. I am high on Matt Stafford. I don't think this was his best game, but he did what he does best like he put his team in position to win he is like the like you know just when you think that they're down nope here comes matt stafford come back king so he did what he needed to do um i'm happy and i just think that this team's gonna keep on rolling they really are d do you think that the rams offense is that good that they can go into indianapolis house with darius leonard one of the best linebackers in the game and i know you alluded to it before like colt's defense really may not be that good but what Where's the balance beam over here? What do you think? Um, I think the Rams offense is good. I think they still have more levels to go because Matthew Stafford's new to the system and the wide receivers got to get used to him and all those things. So I think the, the offense is talented and they definitely have the skills to be able to do this against any defense. But I do think the Colts defense may be a little overrated. It looks like it right now. They definitely have not shown that they're, you know, a championship caliber defense. That's for sure. So we'll see again. It's only week two well week three now that we're getting into and teams usually really show the, their true selves week four week five and either get better or worse from there so we're going to find out and two teams we're going to find out about are one and one right now because of the cowboys win much to the dismay of nikki over here they won 2017 on a late field goal and this is another one that i just i just can't figure it out i mean mike mccarthy <laughs> is an idiot I, what the hell happened at the end of that game? Before we get to what Tony Pollard did, Ezekiel Elliott did, Keenan Allen had a nice game, Mike Williams had an even better game, but there were thirty, well, 28 seconds left on the clock. Dallas has a timeout. They're moving the ball. Why the hell did the clock run all the way down to three or four seconds, whatever it was, and line up for a 56-yard field goal when this guy was having problems during the day already and the week before? I mean – 
it blew my mind. What, Damien, why do you not try to get more yards? I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, why are they just wasting time? Like, what are they doing? And even he has a history of making long field goals uh, against my Saints. Unfortunately, he made a 57-yarder in the NFC Championship game. So I know that this guy can make those kicks. But you want to make it easier for him. Like, you don't want to have to make him make a 57-yarder to win the game. Uh, And you have all the time in the world to try to get at least five, ten more yards. And like you said, you can get spike the ball. You can do all those things to save time, and they just didn't do it. So, yeah, the clock management was horrible. Um, both teams left a lot of points out there, I felt like. And you look at the fact that it was only 20 to 17. There was only one punt in the game. That's so right. Usually, yeah. usually when you have one punt, that means you got to score like 35, 38, something like that. Yeah. Um, so with a low-scoring game and only one punt, that means a lot of turnovers, uh, just possessions where you're not really finishing it off like you should. So I think the Chargers should really look at this game as one that got away from them, that they could have won. And they're – Dallas, if you're a Dallas fan, you definitely feel good because your defense showed up. Like this game last year, you're not winning. You're not winning a game where you only scored 20 points last year. Nope. So I think if you're a Dallas fan, you got to be proud of that and say, okay, our defense looks okay. We could be decent this year. Look, they look more more than decent right now. Micah Parsons having a you know coming for uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence and and play at defensive end. We talked about moving Chris Jones over defensive end, but Micah Parsons is a hybrid. This guy was all over the field, making plays happen in the backfield, playing defensive end. I love what Tony Pollard is able to bring to match, you know, and help out Ezekiel Elliott in the running game. They did a great job with that. Obviously, totally different game plan from what they had in week one against Tampa, Nikki. And another funny thing in this game is Mike McCarthy in his press conference saying, well, I couldn't see the clock. The fucking stadium is filled with clocks and TVs all over the place. Is that really your excuse and you're going to stick with it? This guy is an idiot. I can't stand him. I cannot believe I picked him to win coach of the year this year. I, I don't, I mean, I don't let myself live that down. Like he, but this is what he's known for. Like he is terrible at managing the clock. Like he's just mm. makes bad decisions. And that's why when we did our predictions, I said that I didn't predict Dallas to win because I just thought it would come down to Mike McCarthy making stupid decisions. Like, yeah. You know, you know, for the Chargers, yeah. Unfortunately, just too many penalties, too many turnovers. You can't win like that. And I just, I, I need the Cowboys to like. You can celebrate when you win, but why are you celebrating like you won the damn Super Bowl? Like, calm down. Because <laughs> they were like, probably shocked. That they, they were shocked that he kicked the field goal. I mean, it just it blows my mind. Have they allowed that to become a fifty-six yard field goal? Absolutely insane. And risk going into overtime when they were moving the ball. You know, yeah, really. They were. Was- Blows my mind. All right, we got a few more games we got to get to. We got knowledge with Nikki. We got our best bets coming up for the weekend, Freaky Fantasy Football Draft. And speaking of Nikki, look, her Giants put up a tough fight. Barkley had his one good run. Daniel Jones, I thought, played well. The receivers were showing up. But Washington, somehow, they were able to get points on the board. Terry McLaurin had a nice game. Gibson was able to run. And, Nikki, you could talk about – really, I want to give it to you and talk about the issues that happened in that game where the Giants absolutely should have won and penalties really killed them. Well, I, I literally, like, I wanted to throw my phone across the room, and it's new, and I literally just, like, went like this and then tried to snatch it back real quick because I went from, like, elation to heartbreak in, like, 0.2 seconds. Like, I oh. could not believe, right? You're sitting there praying as, like, you know, the opposing fit. You're like, oh, my God, please miss it, even though, like, they probably yeah. won't. The fact that he misses it and then 
oh my God, I really, I did not think he moved before the snap. I, I really, really, really truly believe it was as that was happening, but whatever. Um, just an undisciplined team. The Giants are completely undisciplined. They do what they always do. They shoot themselves in the foot. And Sterling Shepard, you got to catch the ball. What are you doing? It's hitting you oh. right in the hands. Haul yeah. it in. And then we have the TD yanked back, the Daniel jo- Daniel Jones leading rusher. Like, okay, like what is going on here? But you've got to yeah. catch the ball. The Giants are number one, again, for most drop passes. So I don't know what we're doing. I don't understand why this is a thing every single year. I mean, Kenny Galladay is like yelling at Jason Garrett or what? Like, I mean, I just, it's dysfunction. They're not disciplined. I just can't stand it anymore. I cannot stand it. I don't even think that they're going to beat Atlanta. Like, I just think Ooh. that's how terrible they are. Oh. Giving away some uh, one of our week three picks I already. Said away. I said this is my last <laughs> picking them. And if they can't beat Washington, did say that. then that's it. You did say that. You did. I'm done. I'm ordering my Matt Stafford jersey. That's it. <laughs> and it's it's too bad because you should have been right. I mean, he misses the field goal. You get a freaking penalty. It's like, what the hell is going on over here? And you need Saquon Barkley even. But again, you know, they scored 29 points, Damian. So do we give Washington credit for hanging in there and doing their thing? Or are we thinking also, well, the Giants could be a good team. But what happened to the defense that we were talking about? I feel like both fan bases walk away from this one not feeling too good. <laughs> Washington yeah. is supposed to have this great defense. That was the thing that we were looking at going into this year. Like, man, they got all these great rushers. They're young and they're fast. And that defense hasn't looked like the defense we expected it to be. Uh, the Giants supposed to have a good defense. It didn't really look like that. Uh, the one positive for Washington is my man T. Henney was out there balling out. <laughs> but outside of that, you know, Terry McLaurin definitely had a really good game as well. You yeah. mentioned for the Giants. Uh I don't like Daniel Jones being a leading rusher. If Saquon isn't ready, like he obviously he's shown that he can do some things with that long run. Looks like he's back to himself. Get him off the pitch count. Let's go. Like, yeah. why are you babying him right now? Play football. Like, it's football. It's going like if injury is going to happen, it's going to happen whether you run two times or 20 times. So I think right. they should really just take him off that pitch count and use him to his ability. And also, like I said, for both teams, I'll walk away a little disappointed in this one. Yeah, man, I hear you. And you know what? To, to close this game out, and not that we're closing out the season on it because we still have more to see, but our man L.A. Broad is, uh, is bringing up, is Barkley going to be the same? And, Nikki, I'll ask you first, and I got to be honest with you right now, all we've seen was his rookie season. And we know his quarter, uh, quarterbacks, his running backs age, they usually don't get better. They get a little worse. They slow down, more injuries, whatever it is. But now we're seeing just a banged up Barkley, and we thought that this guy coming out of Penn State is going to be like the next Barry Sanders, and are injuries going to keep holding him back, or is he still young enough where you think that he could rise up again? <sighs> I think he could. I think he is young enough that he he could. He did come out and say, like, he's still kind of like – babying the injury a little bit and they kind of have the training wheels on him so so that concerns me right because like d said i mean this is this is football i mean you're gonna play you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get hurt like that's that's part of it so um supposedly each week they're gonna like let up the training wheels a little bit but i mean i just like let's unleash let's see if he's not ready then why is he out there well that's the thing he's already listed as questionable for this week so i'm not even sure he's going to play this week damien and that's another thing. We're talking about injury-prone players like Carson Wentz. A running back could be injury-prone also. No, that's very true. 
Uh, with him, I think he's going to be listed as questionable every week. <laughs> I think they're going. It's going to be one of those years. Uh, so hopefully he can get back to being himself. But that's a good question about LA because we really don't know. Nah, we don't know, and we're going to find out. And I'm definitely rooting for him. I like the kid a lot, so I hope good things happen. All right, that was Nikki's game, and we got to get her a win uh, this week. They're playing the Falcons, so you know, maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, talk about my game real quick, which there's really not a lot to talk about. The 49ers won 17-11. It was just an ugly game. Nobody's moving the ball down. Jalen Hurts makes a really nice play down the sideline. They really can't take advantage of it uh, during the game. They try to get back. Not happening. The 49ers, just again, the injuries. Like I mentioned earlier in neighborhood news, you know, losing Elijah Mitchell, James Hasty goes out. We already lost Raheem Mostert. I mean, just like enough is enough. You know, that's why we signed on Johnson. We're going to sign other players. We signed Josh Norman. He looked like a fool. I'm still worried about our secondary, but the defense – you have to say, even I know it was Atlanta in week one, but the defense still held up with Nick Bosa going out of the game. Um, Dre Greenlaw not being there and missing some other players. But a guy like Fred Warner, our middle linebacker, is such a great player that he was able to really monster. keep. He's, he's a total monster. And he was really able to keep that defense together for the most part. So that's what I like, that the defense was knowing that they had their back against the wall, Damian, the whole game where one score by Philadelphia could have changed everything and they were able to stand their ground. Yeah, no, like if, if I was a 49ers fan, I would come out of it with a positive outlook because the defense did their thing. Yeah. Um, offensively, like, okay, we can make adjustments and we can make changes. Defensively, you know, like, okay, this team, we're gonna, we can win ugly games. And that's a big thing to be able to do. Like when it's not going pretty, it's not going to plan, can we still win? And the 49ers definitely proved they can do that. Yeah, yeah, they sure did, uh, no doubt. I know that uh, you're a Super Bowl team, and I love you for that so much, man. You're the best. You're my brother. Nikki, <laughs> uh, 49ers, look, they're 2-0, and and they were supposed to win their first two row games, even though they had to travel across, across country twice to go to Detroit and go to Philadelphia for early games. That's got to say something, too. Yeah, it does. But this um, this worked out for you guys again. Didn't this happen in the schedule? Was it last year or year before? And you, the Niners were able to stay on the East Coast because they had back to back East Coast yeah. games. So they I mean, in a sense, you know, you're just getting adjusted to East Coast time. You're kind of getting on that schedule for a couple of weeks. So I think like a scheduling fluke probably actually helps in this scenario. Yeah. But man, that game was whoo. Sorry, Courtney, if you're still listening. Uh, like I, I needed the Niners to pull that out. Yeah, hot mess. <laughs> hot mess over there for them. But, yes, definitely happy the Niners came away with that win, even though it was uneventful. No problem. Debo Samuel still had a nice game, did his thing. Yeah, L.A., we were talking about this, man. I don't know how Carson Wentz sprains both ankles and actually stands on the sideline. We're still trying to figure that out. I don't know if they put robotic plates into his feet at that point. I have no freaking idea. But uh, let's get to our last game, the three of us. We have Damien's team who looked unbelievable oh, in week one. D, I don't really know what happened in week two. The only thing, listen, this is not a pat on the back bragging, but I did say that Carolina was going to be a better team, and they look good. Their defense yeah. looks good. Sam Darnold, you know, my he's not taking a quantum leak. He's taking like a quantum like jump or something like that. Yeah, nothing, nothing too special over there, but he's doing a good job control. And again, they got Christian McCaffrey, but why couldn't New Orleans score, Damian? Carolina's defense, uh, defensive coordinator for them did an excellent job of generating pressure from all over the field. Uh, it was from the left, the right, the center, 
up, down, the upside down. Like, I feel like it was stranger things going on out there on the football <laughs> field. Like, it was absolutely crazy, man. We couldn't generate anything on offense. Like, there was times where Jameis would go to do a play action. As soon as he turned around, there's two Panthers ready to hit him right there. Like, we couldn't do anything. Alvin Kamara had five yards rushing. Five. Like we couldn't, like we couldn't do anything. Anytime we tried anything, like we would do like a little fake pitch, try to get Alvin Kamara on the outside, get his speed going. They were right there, ready to hit him. Um, we couldn't do anything on offense. That part surprised me. The Panthers, like you said, you have bragging rights right now. They do look pretty good. Only thing I would worry about is if they can't generate pressure like they did in the first two weeks. Or is their defense that good once you get past that part? And then teams adjust. They adjust their protections. And now that secondary who's very young is out there for more than just two seconds on the play, three seconds on the play. Can they hold up? Um, but that defense right now, man, you have to give them all the credit in the world. They balled out. Um, I wasn't surprised that the Panthers were able to score early against us because on defense we were missing Marshawn Lattimore, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Marcus Davenport, uh, also Quan Alexander. So you're talking about four very important players to our defense who really set the tone on defense. Quan Alexander would have been the one guarding Christian McCaffrey because he's a great cover linebacker that would have stopped some of those plays. You have Marshawn Lattimore maybe sticking DJ Moore. DJ Moore was killing our rookie cornerback, Paulson Adebo, like murdering him. Like murdering him. Uh, so it was a horrible game. We also had seven coaches out with COVID. I don't know how much impact that has, but you have to imagine missing seven assistant coaches. Say, for instance, the running game, maybe the running game isn't as good because your running back coach isn't there, you know, something like that. So we had an uphill battle and we never got up the hill. Like we never got going at all on this one. It was a horrible game. So, but I'm not too worried. Uh, the two interceptions that Jameis threw, it was bad Jameis. It's a Jameis you get when you're behind and he's trying to make something happen. So I think we're going to have more of what we saw in week one. We're not as good as we were in week one, but I don't think we're as bad as we were in week two. I think we're somewhere in between and We'll see that going forward. And I think we'll see a good Jameis going forward. So I can't do my quantum leap yell this week. He definitely did not look like that at all. <laughs> he took a he took a step back. Um, but I think the Saints will be all right. And the injuries that we have are temporary ones, right? I think we're going to get Lattimore yeah. back this week, Alexander back, Davenport back. All those injuries were minor ones. So I'm not too worried about the Saints. I think this will be a wake-up call. And last year, we beat Tampa Bay in the first week and then lost two straight. And then went on to ball out the rest of the year. I think we have we tend to have this pattern where at the beginning of the year is a little shaky, and then we ball out. Week four, we got the Giants, so I feel like we'll get it together then. Oh <laughs> boy, there he goes. There he goes. Oh, that should be a fun week. I'll getting over that. I love it. Hey, question about this game: Did the Jets screw this thing up? And is Donald like could be the guy now? Yeah. Yeah, not Donald. Oh, sorry. No, I was like, I was waiting to see this happen, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're Sam Darnold, like you just gotta be like so thrilled with your life right now. Oh, you yeah. have to be, right? Like you're out of the depths of hell with the Jets. Like you just I wanted to see this. I wanted to see this kid out of the Jets and what does he have? And you know, Carolina wanted to get more athletic on the edge, and they did, and it looks like yeah. you know. Their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, is kind of just letting Sam Darnold do what he does, and I'm I'm happy for him. I'm glad to see it. He's looking good. He's he's moving. He's running out of the side of the pocket, making throws, doing some things. I I, I like what I'm seeing. And again, that's why I wasn't you know so high. I didn't put them in the playoffs or anything like that. But I definitely thought they'd be a much improved team. And so far, they're looking pretty darn good with that. All right, so not bad. 
Damian, bad loss, but again, like you said, uh, it, it's a week-to-week thing. It's a week-to-week league, and still teams are trying to feel themselves out and figure it out. So I definitely wouldn't worry about it. Nikki, I look. Worry. Well, yeah, <laughs> worry. But, yeah, one word, worry. worry. Right now, 49ers feeling pretty good, 2-0. So we'll see what happens. They got a big matchup Sunday Night Football, which we'll get into. But first, I want to hear a little bit of this. This is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top of the Here we go. Is your last name Rhythm? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Rhythm is in the house right now. Tricky Nikki is doing the knowledge with Nikki. She got her own song. Nobody else does. She's the queen of trivia. Bring it on, Nikki. What do we got this week? Guys, today is the first day of fall. So, oh. yes. So for anybody now, remember a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, I hate when people say I was born in the fall, even though I was technically born in the summer. Just because it's September doesn't mean that it was fall. But now everyone can go ahead and say from now until like December or whatever, these kids were born in the fall. So anyway, let's do some fall trivia, shall we? Fall trivia. All right. Falling right on our face. Here we go. Let's pick it out. I think you guys will be. I think I think it's a good one this week. All right. Let's see. I do go first. Right, Dean? Yeah, you go first this week. All right, Nikki, hit me. Okay. All right, Jay. When does the autumn equinox happen in the southern hemisphere? Um, June 22nd? No. Me? Uh, August 1st. March 21st. Oh, oh yeah. God, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes okay. more sense than what I said, obviously. And look, Lamont, my man, LA, D- D- Damien, he's telling you to teach me some moves over here. I'm in a freaking chair. What do you want me to do? I can't. Do it. <laughs> you should get up, Mr. Rhythm. Mr. All, right. All right, next time I will. You guys want to see some like a moonwalk? Yeah, the whole this motherfucker, okay? <laughs> I'll show you. I want to see up. the moonwalk. Don't you do like wedding routines and shit? All right, like- you see, I, that's. <laughs> up nikki you know you remember you remember i, I got videotape i got the whole thing i got circles around me baby that's it all right <laughs> here we go next full question that i'm gonna get okay wrong. number two uh which insect migrates from the u.s to mexico in the fall uh, <laughs> i would go with uh oh wow which insect migrates from the U.S. to Mexico during the fall? Mm-hmm. Um, insect. I'm having a hard time over here right now. Um, I'll I'll go beetles. No, D. I'm gonna go with. Uh, my knowledge of insects is really bad. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say ladybugs. No, the monarch butterfly. Oh, that was my second guess. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mom had it right. Oh, good job, mom. Oh, wow. Way to go, wow. mom. All right. Hey, mom. 
I know. Nice job. <laughs> All right. Number three, Jay. The changing of leaf color tends to depend on tree species. Which tree species typically turns orangey red? Oak trees. See? I really don't know any other trees. <laughs> no marijuana. It would inject my my job into this one day. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, man. cannabis. I was like, I hope he doesn't say oak because that's my guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know any other trees. So what's the what's the tree? A sugar maple. Oh, mom sugar said maple. maple. Mom said maple. All right, oh. mom, almost, almost. She, you would have given her credit on that one. Come on. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I wonder if she grades her students on on a curve. <laughs> <laughs> mom's All right. on fire. Yeah, mom's on fire this week. All right, Jay. Number four. Fall is the best time for apples. In 2019, Washington State harvested how many boxes of apples for the 2019 season? 20,000. Uh, no. D? I'm going to say 1 million. 137.3 million boxes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, I tried to go crazy because I knew last time there was an apple question, it was a crazy amount of different types of apples. So I'm like, yeah. let me go crazy and say a million. And it was even crazier. <laughs> than there that. like 80? That was like last year's trivia, right? It was something yeah. crazy. Wow. How about them <laughs> apples right there? Okay. Oh, oh <laughs> professional over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, D, are you ready? I am not, but let's go. Okay. Yeah, right. let's do it. okay. Which pigment decreases in plants during the autumn season? Which pigment? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> are, like great. Like they really like the faces are great. <laughs> I'm gonna say the green pigment. The green. No, Jay. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> um the the skin the texture i have no, no idea guys <laughs> go back to biology the chlorophyll the sunlight oh, oh wow. yeah okay. i don't remember the, right. i remember the chart now i remember seeing the chart yeah, in my head now the chart. damn mom yeah. Apparently she could spell really well too, because I would have not spelled chlorophyll that way. Yeah, she can. She's <laughs> like perfect handwriting. It's not fair. Mine's like the half-ass, like print cursive, whatever. Yeah. Oh my um, god! I had to give my signature. They're like, "What the fuck did you just scribble on that page?" Yeah, like what is this? <laughs> All right, D number two, leaf. Peeping is a slang term for fall leaf tourism in New England. How much money is generated in this very short leaf peeping window? Wow. I'm not going to judge people who are leaf peeping. <laughs> I'm, <gonna> peep. <laughs> I'm just, just didn't know this was a thing. Um, Apparently so. I'm going to I'm going to say that it generates a good amount of money, though. So I'm going to say it generates maybe, I'm going to say 500000 a year. Jay? 
I was going to say five point five million. About three billion. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> these elite people. What's going on? Why did not? Why well, did not think of this? Why well, did not think like, oh, come watch the leaves? Like, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. like buy a little cabin in Vermont and rent it out on Airbnb. Yeah, that that sounds wow. that's a good idea actually. Wow, Vermont to my next idea. I'm sure. It's the podcast house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three, the Arctic Turn has the world's longest yearly migration commute of any species. How many miles is their round trip migration in the fall? Wow. So how far the penguins going is what you're asking me? I'm going to say 100,000 miles. Jay? I was going to say more like 3,500 miles. 44,000 miles between Greenland wow. and Antarctica. Don't they get fucking tired? Like, damn, <laughs> take a break. Jeez. Maybe they do. Maybe they stop well, off in uh, Canada. Wait, no, I don't know. I actually maybe, don't they know. The maybe they go to Oak Island, try to find the treasure or something. Stop off with the, spend some time with Santa, chill with the reindeer. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> some like they head down to Miami, get themselves yeah. a little sun. You know, go to Puerto Rico or something like that. Head over to Brazil, do a little. Portuguese. Up to Greenland, yeah, just around yeah. the world. And yeah, why the hell not? Forty-four thousand miles, no doubt about it. <laughs> Nikki, you stumped the piss out of us. Yeah, man. We got one more. Got one more for D. Oh, good, good. Got, Let him win. Number four. He's got number four. Okay, D. Due to the lack of vitamin D in the fall and winter months, people gain an average of how much weight during these months? Oh. Yeah, you stand inside eating, especially those people in the cold. I'm gonna say an average of 25 pounds. Jay, I was gonna say 20. Two to four. That's what? it. <laughs> I thought there's gonna be a whole bunch of fat people in the winter, like Santa, with big ass bellies and just drinking and slopping all over the damn place. Man. Damn. No. That's funny. I feel like that number probably has gone down with the rise of social media. You can't just gain weight during the winter. You gotta have your summer body all. All winter. All the time. It's yes. around, yeah. Beach body all year round. Yeah. All right. All right. Well. Wow. You guys keep hating on Eli Manning. This is what you get. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Nikki, I'm going to start sending you gifts from Amazon and stuff like that, just so we can like get <laughs> more of my categories over here, which you don't apparently know any of them. Gifts. I am not above bribery. Nope. <laughs> I understand. No. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Well done. Once again, you stumped us. You destroyed us. Well, destroyed me. You know, Damien at least gets a few questions right. I'm on the other hand, just a hot mess. And well, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got to study more. I got to study my full action over here and the most random questions that you could possibly think of. But there you go. Nikki gets her revenge. Okay. Well done. Knowledge with Nikki once again. All right. All right. So we still got week three picks to freaky fantasy football drift, but we got a brand new segment that came from Damien on our three and a half minute phone call on Monday, I think it was. So we said, yeah, why don't we throw this in? All right, no problem. Let's freaking do it. So it's a four best bets, anything prop bets that can happen, not just picking a team to win or anything like that. It can be from somebody having 49 touchdowns in a game or, you know, throwing three interceptions. I don't know, anything like that. So why don't we get this thing going? Damien, it was your idea. Why don't you start us off? 
Okay, so one of the best I saw for this week is that you can bet on who would have the most passing yards. And I think this will be a good week to pick Nikki's man, Matthew Stafford. Uh, On FanDuel, he's at plus 2,700. So you bet $100, you win 2,700 on him having the most passing yards. Going against Tampa Bay, they're going to want to pass the ball a lot because that's the weakness of the Tampa Bay's defense. And plus, Tampa Bay's going to score a lot too. So you figure Stafford's going to have to pass that ball. So I like Stafford for that prop bet right there. That's interesting. Yeah, unless the pass rush gets home, that's a pretty good prop bet. I can I can get on board with that one. They definitely have their problems in their secondary. What do you think, Nikki? Yeah, I can get on board with that one. I like yeah. that one. Not that, yeah, I know you like that. It's Matt Stafford, obviously. <laughs> All right, Nikki, what do you got? Uh, I don't think I have anything very creative prop bet, bet-wise. Uh, mine's more of covering. Uh, I like... And I think easy money is Denver covering this 10 and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Zach Wilson is just not going to – no, it's going to be a bad day for him. So I'll take the money there. Yeah, that might be yeah. – yeah, I, I, I might have to agree with you. But sometimes crazy, crazy stuff happens. Maybe they only win by 10, you know, for some stupid reason. And then just like, you sons of guns with the half a point. That's where that half a point comes in. That's a rough yeah. one. All right. I got a kind of a prop bet. Because we're not sure if he's even going to get in the game. But I have a feeling that this Sunday night football, Trey Lance is going to account for a touchdown, whether it be rushing or throwing. I believe they're going to get him in a goal line situation. And he it's going to be an RPO. He's going to decide what to do with it. And I think Trey Lance scores a touchdown this weekend. He's not going to get you big fantasy points. But you heard it here first. Trey Lance gets in the end zone one way or another. So that would be my first one, D. Okay, not out. I'm pretty sure the eyes on that are pretty long, so you probably get a good payday on that one. Yeah, so, uh, that's a good one. Uh, for my next one, it was the highest scoring game, and I think it's going to be that game I mentioned earlier, Tampa Bay and the Rams. Uh, that one's at plus 700. So if you know the rules, bet 100, win 700. I think that's a good one. Also, Chargers, Kansas City could be a good one to, to bet on as well, hmm. and Seattle, Minnesota. So you got three games that I think you could – have good odds on picking for the highest scoring game. So I like that one. All right. You know, Nikki, you know, let me just follow him up and then we'll go to you because <clears throat> my second one was the Seahawks and Vikings will combine for at least 60 points. So at least, over. Yeah, I'm taking the way the freak over. I'm going over <laughs> the moon, baby, over the yeah, rainbow, over. over the over the mountain, wherever you want to go over, go over on this game. Seahawks, Vikings. Lots of points are going to be scored. So I just wanted to add that in there because Damien kind of led me into it. So, Nikki, what do you got for your second one? Yeah, D led me into this one. It's actually like my first one that I love. But since we talked about um, Kansas City and the Chargers, I love the Chargers covering six and a half. I don't think they're going to win outright, but I love this. They have a good offense. Four of the last five games have been decided by seven points or less. They remind me, talent-wise, Browns, Ravens-esque. So I like this. I like this so much that I might put money on it. So oh, I would take oh. it. And you can do that in Jersey, you lucky dog. Yes, you can. I can. You can do quite a bit you can, here. You can do it now in Arizona, too. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, unbelievable. I can't. I'm stuck here in Florida, the land of the idiots, and they can't get this stuff right. They got that new Caesars book out. It's an app. Nope, can't do it. There's like 40 freaking states that can do it, but nope, not Florida, obviously. That's crazy. You would think Florida would be the first state to like. Yeah, you got gambling all over the place. There's gambling everywhere because there's a lot of, you know, different Indian reservations. We got the Seminole Hard Rock Casino, which is 
freaking right. awesome. That when you guys come yeah. down, Nikki, have you been there when you came down here? Uh no, I have. I think my husband went with his friends. That's awesome. Years, oh. years ago. It's freaking really, really cool. Really oh, cool. no, it's not legal in Ohio either. Oh. So oh. rest of the country, like gotta like catch yeah. up. Like gambling, legal, weed legal. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Person legal. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, let's get on that. All right, the, your third one. So for my third one, I really like Arizona minus seven and a half over Jacksonville. I mm-hmm. think they're going to whoop on them like a, like by a win by at least 15. So I think that's an easy one to win right there. That was my Where? third one, too. So I'm with oh, you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that game is in Jacksonville. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to get to our picks. So, all right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. Uh, I got two more. My next one is because I've been riding with the Panthers and I'm loving their defense. I say they cause at least three turnovers Thursday night against Houston and get a defensive touchdown. So okay. I'm riding high on the Panthers' defense Thursday night. At least three turnovers and a defensive score out of the Carolina Panthers. So I hope I'm not giving too much away in freaky fantasy football draft, but uh, <laughs> look for a pretty good defensive game out of the Carolina Panthers, Damian. Yeah, nah, I definitely see where you're trying to go there in freaky fantasy. I like that pick right there. Uh, so for my last one, Raiders only favored by three and a half against Miami. Miami, no Tua, Brissett, who they've been calling check down Brissett. Yeah. So I think that I'd like the Raiders to win by more than three and a half in that one. Well, you know what? Let me ask you a question about that. The Raiders are home. They're playing the Dolphins without their starting quarterback. They just got their ass kicked 35 to nothing. Why are they only favored three and a half points? I don't know. And that's the thing that people like you make it makes you overthink it because you're like, what does Vegas know that I don't know? Right. Why is, it, <laughs> why is it only three and a half? So it makes you question yourself. But the Raiders look like a legit squad. That defense is good. And I think that they'll be able to generate enough offense against Miami to win by more than three and a half. All right. I mean, I, look, I hear you. And it could, a lot of times they make it three and a half because they say, oh, you know, the Raiders will probably win by a field goal. And then that half yeah. point kind of kills you. But it really is strange. I feel like they should be favored more. And I know Derek Carr got injured but he, or, or hurt, I should say, but he's going to play. He's going to play. Yeah, it seems like he's going to play. Yeah. yeah. One of the them. Now, if it's Peterman, it switches everything. Yes, it does. <laughs> That changes it all. And we'll allow yeah. you to retract that statement. No doubt <laughs> if Peterman is, in fact, the quarterback or if he comes in somewhere, sometime in the first quarter. No doubt yeah. about it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, L.A., bro, I feel you, man. Not in Ohio, man. It, it sucks. I, I I feel like I would be able to quit my job right now if I can bet on some of these damn games, but I can't. Nikki, what's your last crazy-ass prop bet for the week? Well, it's not crazy. I'm with you, Jay. I like Carolina this week, too. Another seven-and-a-half-point oh. uh, seven favorite. So I like that. I would take that. All right, Carolina could be three and oh, and maybe tied with Tampa, or maybe not, depending on our picks, because they got a rough one with the Rams, as Damian mentioned this weekend. My last one, Nikki, you're gonna love it. Daniel Jones will throw four touchdowns against Atlanta, and they will beat them for their first win. They're going to get Ooh. it. I'm kind of giving it away. Yes, we'll do our picks and everything, but Daniel Jones is gonna have a major game because I'm just not sure Saquon Barkley is gonna be a big part of the offense. <laughs> I just so, are. What do you? I mean, is that that George Washington punch on that blue glass? Like, I don't. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. I, that is yeah, ambitious. I'm, I'm doing it partially out of my love for my sister Nikki. That that's why you know I want to. I like this. We got to do this every week. We got to make our crazy ass prop bets and do stuff. I, I'm down. That that was a great yeah. idea, Damien. That's fun. 
That's well, fun. Thank you, sir. Hey, we're all about football and fun and freaking just craziness on the show. So we're going to get freaky fantasy football draft right now. All right. Let's freaking do this thing. We got to pick players. We got our teams. We got our week three picks coming up. But let's go over what happened last week real quickly. I did get my second consecutive win to start out the year. I got 101 points. Damien got 87. Nikki, 77. So we all definitely improved. You know, we're getting up there. Nikki, you had Brady going. He had a whole bunch of points for you. Hopkins got that touchdown, but then things kind of like cooled off a little bit over there. We thought Washington would have a little bit better of a day. Uh, Damien, you got your points out of Rodgers. Kamara shit the bed for me also in fantasy, so that sucked. Tanya got in the end zone. Keenan Allen. Um, I had Russell Wilson, Nick Chubb got in the end zone. Metcalf and Gusecki really didn't do anything for me, but the Patriots defense scored 27 points. So that's what put me over the edge. That's what helped. So they were going against the Jets. So let that that be a lesson learned to everybody. You go against the Jets, (laughs) you get freaking points, man. Jeez, four interceptions by Zach Wilson. So with that being said, I get the first pick, and I am going to make it as soon as I write our names down so I remember who's got who. Here we go. (laughs) All right. For my first pick, um, Nikki, even though I said I like I like the Giants and uh, I think that Daniel Jones is going to have a, a really big day, I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a really big day receiving the ball. So yeah. I'm going to take Calvin Ridley with my first pick. Mm. Yeah, I don't blame you. He was on my list. God damn it. You, uh, <laughs> you still two for me last week, but I guess it ended up working out for me in, in that way. So I don't, maybe it'll work out for you this time. Damien, you were in second, my friend, so you get the second pick. All right, so with my pick, I'm going to go ahead and take the guy who I'm betting on to have the most passing yards this week. I'm going to take Matthew Stafford. Okay. All right, that makes a lot of sense. And I like that pick. Yeah, guys, so far Tampa really hasn't shown much. They let Matt Ryan get 28 freaking points against them, so yeah. take that for what it's worth. Nikki, you get to double up over here. You get two picks. I get two picks. I oh, I'm just bad at this. So um <laughs> I just like obviously don't just not a good year for me so far. Um all right. So, yeah, so yeah, give me Sam Darnold. Let me take Sam Darnold this week. Damn it, oh. I gotta shut my freaking mouth. All right. <laughs> and let me put this in my phone because then it goes on my list. That's what I'm doing. Sam. Darnold, and then I will take. Uh, yeah, give me McCaffrey while we're at it. Oh, okay. Oh. Hey, I had him in uh, week one, so I can't argue with you there. Yeah, he's a monster. He's so good. God, he might have another two thousand yard year. He really might. All right, so Donald and McCaffrey going heavy on the Panthers so far. D, your second pick. You're up. So I'm gonna take a combo platter. Give me Cooper Cup. Oh, okay. Oh. Nice. You're expecting big things just like last week. All right. See, lightning could strike twice with the Rams over there. They're not the Chargers with the lightning, but the Rams, they may have it. All right. I get two picks. I got Calvin Ridley as my wide receiver. I will take – give me a moment. Oh, man. Oh, God. We talked about the game earlier, Cardinals versus Jaguars. How can I not take Kyler Murray this week? I'm taking Kyler Murray. So that will be my quarterback. And my next pick – Oh, I screwed up there. No, that's all right. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Denver is playing the Jets. Give me Noah Fan. Good pick. Mm -hmm. All right. I got Murray, Ridley, and Fan. Damien, you got Stafford and Cup. You doubled up over there. What are you going to do now? So Kansas City can't stop the run. 
I'm gonna go with Austin Eckler. Oh, okay. Sneaky good pick. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Even out of the backfield catching the ball, they can make stuff happen. All right. Yeah. Nikki, you got two picks now. You gonna take Robbie Anderson? No, I am no, not. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna take Tyler Lockett. Oh, okay. he's been balling, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he really the, the catches that guy makes is like, what are you freaking kidding me? How does he do that? I mean, really. I mean, just it's so hard when you're looking over one shoulder and then in a split second, you got to look over the other and have the ball come down in your hand. I don't know how he does that stuff. Amazing. All right. Darnold, Lockett, McCaffrey. And you get another pick, Nikki. Uh, let me get uh, Kyle Pitts. All right. Mm, okay. Going against your team. You like doing that, don't you? You're taking players against your team. It's like hedging your bets. Giants can't cover a tight end, so. All right. Never. And he wears the number eight. I just I don't understand it. It's killing me. It's driving <laughs> me. Tight ends wearing number eight. I can't stop it. Please, someone go back to normal. Oh God. All right, Damien, you got your fourth pick coming up. Uh, I am a little bit with you on the numbers. Like at first, I thought I didn't think it was going to bother me, but there was a play in the Cardinals game last week where they lined up Chase Edmonds at quarterback for a Wildcat, and I thought it was the backup QB because he's wearing number yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What happened to Kyler Murray?" And I was like, "Oh no, it's just a wildcat." Okay, <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely understand you on that one. Uh, so for my fourth pick, I'm gonna go defense. And I'm gonna take Arizona's defense. Nice pick. Okay. Yeah, nice pick. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna have a Minnesota type game over there. All right, all right. I get to close it out. I got Kyler Murray, Calvin Ridley, and Noah Fant. Uh, let me go ahead and take my defense, which is going to be. I have to. I'm sorry. I have to. It's too easy. I, I'm going to pick the Broncos. I'm taking Denver. They're playing the Jets. Why not? It makes perfect sense. They're at home. I'll take Denver. And now I need a running back. So let me go with the Colts have been getting their ass kicked on defense. I'm taking Derrick Henry. Oh, damn. All right. Yep. That's a wrap for me. Murray, Henry, Ridley, Fant, and Denver's defense. Damien, you got Stafford, Eckler, Cooper Cup, Arizona's D, and your tight end is. So for my tight end, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews against uh-huh. Detroit. All right. I like that. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, I think I start throwing him the ball more. They really do. They yeah. just need yeah. this a whole bunch yeah. of money. They need to. Yeah, they definitely yeah. do. I mean, when you're missing – Marquise Brown's doing a great job. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's been playing well this year. He has, but you got to have a secondary guy in Mark Andrews. Look, you're going to pay him all that money. you got to freaking use him. So I, I don't really understand that. All right. Nikki, you got Sam Darnold, Tyler Lockett, who makes the most amazing catches on the planet, Christian McCaffrey, and rookie Kyle Pitts, who wears the number eight, makes me throw up. Who's your defense? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Since you took my defense, Jay, I will take – let me – yeah, let me get Baltimore this week. Okay. All right. The Ravens. Who do they got this week? Detroit. Oh, right, Detroit. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right. Yeah, Jared Goff looked good in the first half, but then got shut down. Baltimore's defense, let's see. You know, they're starting to try to figure stuff out. I know they let up a lot of points, but it was Kansas City. So that's a whole different monster right there. All right, to go over yeah. it one more time. Freaky fantasy football draft. I have Kyla Murray, Derek Henry, Calvin, really no offense, and the Denver Broncos defense. Damien's got Stafford going along with Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler, my man Mark Andrews and Arizona's defense. Nikki coming up with Sam Darnold, Tyler Lockett, Christian McCaffrey, Kyler Pitts, 
Kyler Pitts. Did I just say Kyler Pitts? You did. What's yeah, you just combined. Oh man, so Kyler Pitts would be a really good player. That would be imagine. I was about to say imagine Kyler Murray with Kyle Pitts size. Yeah, really. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> right. So Pitts, I'm just going to leave it at that. Playing tight end for you, and you got Baltimore's defense. So there we go. Let's see who yeah. wins Week Three. All right. I'm trying to defend oh. my title over here. God, come on, Nick. Come on. <laughs> terrible. All right. And, yep, I'm keeping track of it, guys. I'm making sure we don't screw up and uh, use the same player over 17 weeks and 17 tight ends. Thanks a lot, Nikki, for throwing that one in there. That should be a lot of fun. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started with week three picks so we can close this bad oh. boy out. And what was I last week? Ten no, you six? were 10 and 6. You did good. Yeah. You did good. Not good, good enough. enough. <laughs> I gotta defend my crown. That's what I'm saying. Here you go. He, he won one week one and week two. He went ten and six, and then eleven and five. That's not easy to do in the first couple of weeks. No. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Let's see if we're all on the same page with this one. Like we said, Tyrod Taylor probably not going to start. If he was, I might be thinking this could be a tough game. You know, Texans are at home, but. Looking at the Panthers, what they have, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, when you talk about an X-factor, Sam Darnold doing his thing against the Houston Texans defense, which we know is not good. I got to take the Panthers all day. I got them 24-16, Nikki. Uh, yeah, I have the Panthers, 28, Houston, 16, and that is my first lock. All right, locking it up right there. All right, let's see if D follows suit. Yes, Panthers over Houston. I'm going 28-17. to 17. Clink, clank, lock it up. Oh, <laughs> locking up a Thursday night road team, but okay, there you go. Okay, Caroline's been playing great gotta, so far. Gotta be ballsy sometimes, you know? Yeah, yep. You gotta, you gotta, gotta be like Andy Reid. Gotta, you gotta be ballsy. Yep. You gotta be Lamar Jackson and John Harbour and go for a fourth and one from your own 13 yard. Because you know Andy Reid would have. So you gotta, sometimes you gotta Probably, play yeah. your opponent, you know? Yeah, That's true. They, did, they did the right thing. They really, yeah. even though I was still shocked by it, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. I got it. It made sense. Yeah. And they, their offensive line was moving Kansas City back all game long. So why not keep doing it? Yeah. Made sense. Made sense. All right. The Colts have been disappointing me and our man Chris Lewis over here going into Tennessee, who may have finally found their stride. I got Tennessee winning this one big, guys. And I'm going to lock this one up 30 to 13. Ooh. What do you got, D? I'm not going that big, but I definitely agree with you. I'm going Tennessee. I'm going to go 24 to 17. Okay, so fairly close game. What do you think, Nikki? Yeah. Actually, I think it's a little bit harder to pick than you think it is because their past eight meetings, they've split. And each time you think, like, oh, Tennessee's going to win Indy won. Like, it was always the hmm. unexpected way. So I wouldn't be surprised if Indy does pull it out. I do think it'll be a little closer. I got Tennessee winning it, but I have it 30 to 27. All right, well, look, if Jacob Eason plays, I don't really think the Colts have much of a shot in that game at all. And that seems to be the way that's trending right now because Carson Wentz can stand on two broken ankles. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay. Hey, Nick, if you've been watching third and three, you do know about backup QBs. You know about Jacob Eason yeah. because of us. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We brought him to life here. That's exactly yeah. right. Because of our head coach. Thank you. Yeah, that's, there you go. That's what head coaches do. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. All right, Nikki. Your Falcons against the Giants. Take it away. I mean, your Falcons, your Giants against the Falcons. I'm so sorry. No, I told you. I'm not I'm not taking the Giants <laughs> again. I'm it. serious. Uh, so I'm going to take Atlanta 24, New York 21. 
Okay. All right. Damien, what do you say? Giants are at home. Can they get oh, their tough one for you, D? Oh, it is. It is a really <laughs> tough one. Uh, you know how much I would just despise picking the Falcons. Um, but I do believe in the Giants this week. I got the Giants winning 30 to 27 over okay. Falcons. I have a very similar score as you. I got the Giants winning 28 27. I think they're going to pull this one out, and I think it'll come right got down. You back, to Nikki. Yep, we got you, Nick. We got you. You You go ahead and hedge your bets, but we'll take care of you. Don't worry. All right. Yeah, someone has to. (laughs) One of the games of the week, Nikki, and I know you like the Chargers, and I know you like the Chiefs also. You got them going to the Super Bowl. What goes on here? Wait, where are we? Hold on. Give me Chargers Chiefs in Kansas. (laughs) Chargers Chiefs. What I have here. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a shootout, but I got Kansas City, 36, Chargers, 29. All right, very high-scoring game right there. What do you think, D? I'm going Kansas City to win 31-27, but I'm taking the Chargers on the bet at plus six and a half. Yeah, yeah. all right, there you go. And I, I actually like that. I think it'll be you know a pretty much a field goal, maybe four-point game. I got Kansas City winning 32-28. So we're all on Kansas City. In that game, coming off a loss on Sunday Night Football to Baltimore. And now we move on to an AFC North division, non-rivalry yet, because we need to see the Bengals do better things. They're playing the Steelers, guys. I went back and forth on this one because I do like what the Bengals do on offense. But if T.J. Watt's back in the game, the Steelers play great defense still. But if Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt, what are you, you going to bring in Mason Rudolph, the red-nosed idiot, and and try mm-hmm. to like win? I, I don't really know. So – just because the game is in Pittsburgh and they lost last week and they do have that defense and I think they can get after Joe Burrow, I'll take them by a field goal. I got Pittsburgh 21-18, but I'm a little freakish about it, Nikki. Um, yeah. Bengals haven't won at Heinz Field since 2015. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'll take I'll go Pittsburgh 23, Cincinnati 19. Okay. All right. Do we make it a trifecta thing? No, we do not. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals Ooh. in this one. Give me Cincinnati 21, Pittsburgh 17. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I'm just not a believer in that Pittsburgh offense at all. Cincinnati's defense showed me a little something against the Bears, so I'm going with Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. All right. All right. Could be right. I mean, you've been the one that's been sneaking out these, you know, upset picks lately, so yeah. I'm, <laughs> you're making me want to change right now, but the Bengals are on the road against Pittsburgh divisional matchup. We'll see what happens. All right. We talked about Justin Fields getting his first start on the road against the Cleveland Browns, who are one and one, could easily be two and oh, as they were pounding Kansas City in week one. What do you think happens in this game, Damien? Browns pretty easily. Uh, I'm going Cleveland to win this one. I'm going to say 30 to 17. 30 to 17. All right. And clink, clank. Lock oh, yeah, a lock. All right. <laughs> Second lock of the of the week so far, of the day, I should say. All right. So we got two locks for D. He's got Cleveland. Nikki, who do you got? Uh, I also have Cleveland. Baker Mayfield, just mistake-free football. So I got Cleveland 27, Chicago 20. Okay. All right. I also have Cleveland's game. I'm a f- little afraid to lock it up. I got it kind of close because Justin Fields, he could be that X factor. I think I said that five times on the show. I'm going to shut the hell up and stop saying that. But um, I got Cleveland 26-20. I'm not going to lock it in, though. But I do like that game right yeah, there. Yeah, I don't I don't like this game as a lock. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Because the Bears, the Bears can stop the run. It's it's. I they feel can. like this, this has, like, trap game for 
Cleveland written all over it. It's very possible. It really is. Even at home, it's very possible, no doubt. All right, let's move on to our next game where the Ravens, like we talked about, that big win, Lamar Jackson playing like an MVP against the Lions, who are trying to find their way with Jared Goff, didn't get any points in the second half. I, I Look, I, the Lions are home. I don't give a damn. I, and Baltimore <laughs> is definitely a better team. I will take the Ravens. I'm not locking it up. I think that Detroit will keep it close, and they could surprise us. But I got Baltimore 33-27, Nikki. Yeah, I have Baltimore 33, Detroit 21. All right. All right. So we're on the same page there. Damien? Yeah, I'm going to go Baltimore 30, Detroit 17. All right. You guys remember these scores now, all right? I'm, I'm writing everything down as much as I can, but we'll try to go back next week and see if we land on I got them. I got them on my notes all right. here. See? Good, good. Scores right here. Excellent. Notes. Very I, I professional. Can't I, can't, I can't remember all the things I want to talk about. No way. It's not easy. No, it's not easy. I can't do it. Thank God for computers. All right. Let's go to our next game where Damian Saints go into New England to take on the rookie Mac Jones. So the Saints, Damian, going right to you, coming off a crappy loss. Now they got to travel, you know, to New England and play a team. Yeah, they beat the Jets. They didn't look fantastic against Miami. So the jury, to me, is still out on the Patriots. What What are your thoughts here? I agree with that. I think the jury is still out on both teams, to be honest. Uh, this one is a tough game to pick, uh, you know, trying to be objective. Of course, Saints in my head, but being objective, this is a tough game to pick. You don't really know what either team is going to bring. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints in this one. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. So I'm going to go Saints 20, New England 16 in this one. I, New England's offense hasn't shown me really anything. Mac Jones has been cool, but he hasn't really shown that he can really bring that offense to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the Saints offense has a bounce back game in this one. But New England's defense is tough, so I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. That's the thing. You see, uh, you know, you can't go week to week necessarily. Every game is different. But Carolina was able to put a hurting on them defensively, uh, the Saints. Yeah. I don't think the – I agree. I think this is a low-scoring game. I got a 20-17, but I got New England winning the game based mm -hmm. on their defense and maybe causing Jameis Winston into a couple of turnovers. So I think it's a really close game. If this game is played in New Orleans – I may swear the other way with Mac Jones having to deal with a hostile crowd, but he's at home, Nikki. So I'm going to take New England here. Yeah, this is actually kind of tough because I feel like it's a good test for the Saints, right? Like, are they as yeah. good as they were week one against Green Bay? You know, were they as bad as they were last week? No, probably not. Um, and mm -hmm. I do think missing eight, uh, eight assistant coaches um, definitely played a factor into that. Um I just don't like Jameis Winston against a Bill Belichick defense. I don't. I think it's also low scoring. Patriots 19, Saints 16. Okay. Yeah, we're all on the same page. Low scoring defensive battle, you know, from both sides. I definitely think so. L.A. jumping in. There. Is there a prop bet on Burrow getting sacked this week? <laughs> yeah, you probably, you probably, probably is. You can find a bet on anything, man. So there yeah. probably is. <laughs> but I can't do any of them, so that really freaking sucks for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along over here. We talked about this game a ton of times. Let me just lock it up right away. Clink, clink, Cardinals over the Chargers, 31-20. What do you got, Ding? Uh, Cardinals over – I'm talking about – I say Jaguars. I'm sorry, Jaguars. Jaguars. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what team is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like week 16 for me already. I'm in, I'm in crazy season form. All right. <laughs> yeah, so – no, I definitely agree with you, though. Cardinals over Jacksonville. I'm going Cardinals, 35, Jacksonville. 16. Oh, big win right there. No lock? Uh, no, I'm going to save my last lock. 
Okay. All right, you sneaky man that you are. All right, Nikki. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm locking this one in. Arizona 34, Jacksonville 23. Yeah. I mean, look, if Arizona loses this game, <laughs> then I don't know anything about football anymore. I really don't. That, <laughs> that'll be it all over for me. This one could be a tough game, and this one could go either way, Nikki. Washington against the Bills. We saw the Bills get right against Miami, even though they were depleted, obviously, at the quarterback position. Um, Washington is still a tough team, as unfortunately you know. I'm not picking on you, but what do you think happens here as the Washington no-names go to play the Buffalo Bills? The no-names. Um, yeah, listen, Washington, like – the Giants defense sucks. The Buffalo defense is much better. Um, so I'm going to go Buffalo 31, Washington 20. Okay, so we've got Buffalo in this game. D, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going Buffalo as well. I'm going to go Buffalo 28, Washington 16. All right, so Buffalo 28, Washington 16. Guys, I definitely got the Bills in this game. It could be close, but – Ah, nah, I, it's going to be hard for Washington to win this one on the road. I got Buffalo 23-16, so I agree with you guys all the way. I agree. All right, let's move on to our next one. Um, I s- smell locks. I feel locks. It looks like locks. Locks and bagels. Broncos playing the Jets. Ooh, Denver at home. Bagels. Clink, 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 clink. Lock them up. Throw them in jail. Do whatever the fuck you got to do. Denver wins 28-12, Nikki. Lock it up. Lock it up. Denver 26, Jets 13. All right. And Damien? This is what I was saving my lock for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going uh, Denver 28, Jets 10. Clink, clink. Lock it up. All right. So all our locks are in, but there are still games to be played and for us to figure it out. Oh, these poor Jets. It's just, again, it's like last year. Who's playing the Jets? All right, let's go fantasy for them. All right, let's bet against them. Pretty much. Again, like Nikki, you said, that organization sucks. Get it together. Figure it the hell out already. Gosh. All right, we touched on Dolphins Raiders, who, if you guys remember last year, I think it was week 15 or 16, and both teams are trying to get into the playoffs. It was a big fight. I think it was a Monday night football game, and um, the Raiders end up pulling it out. Uh, uh, Dolphins end up pulling it out. I'm sorry, that the, and uh, but it was really close. Neither team obviously went to the playoffs. Right now, both teams could possibly get into the playoffs. I do still like the Dolphins' defense a lot. They can run the ball if Brissett. Fine, check it down. You know, keep the defense, keep the Dolphins' defense off the field. But if Derek Carr is playing in this game and they can still throw the ball like that, and Max Crosby and company and Yannick Ngakwe can get after the quarterback. I like the Raiders, so I'll take Vegas 24-13 in this one, Damian. Yeah, I'm going with the Raiders as well. It's one of the reasons I picked it as one of my bets. I think the Raiders win this one pretty easily, actually. I'm going Raiders 24, Dolphins 10. In this okay. One. All right, so we got similar close games. I got a 24-13. What do you got, Nikki? Um, I have it a little closer. I do have the Raiders. I have Raiders 27, Miami 24. Okay, so a little more points scored in this game. All right, all right. Right, look, well, I think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game. We talked about it before. Seahawks, Vikings, Damien, you and I touched on it. I think this is going to be 60-plus points in, in the game, and I'm going to back it up with my score and take the upset. Minnesota's got to win a game. I think they will win it at home by the slightest of margins, and they'll win it by the score they lost it last week, 34-33. I'm taking Minnesota, Nikki. Ooh. Uh, I also am taking Minnesota here. Um, I just, yeah, I, I know I want to take Seattle. I don't like, 
Um, Seattle trying to stop Dalvin Cook. I feel like the same way. Minnesota has to win. They will do anything they can not to get their field goal kicker on the on the <laughs> field. Like uh, I do think, I think it's like a heartbreaker. So I think it's Minnesota thirty-one, Seattle thirty. Yeah, there you go. You're covering my 60 points also. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Now, Damien, it wouldn't shock me if Seattle wins, and it sounds like from your grunting in the background over there that you're going to take Seattle. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you definitely read me there. I'm taking Seattle. I think it's going to be a close game, though. I'm taking Seattle 34-30 to 30 in this one shootout, okay. um, but I think this time Seattle holds on at the end. We are all covering my prop bet. That's my favorite thing about this right now. We all got over 60 points scored in this game. And, of course, it'll be a 20-17 to 17 game. Yeah. And we'll all be like, what the hell happened last weekend? It'll just be another one of those crazy things. All right. Yeah, definitely. This, this game is probably the best one on the schedule. We got two 2-0 two teams. Bucks at Rams. Nikki, take it away. Oh, gosh. I can't wait for this game. I'm so excited yeah, for this too. game. Like, I don't even care about my own game. Like, <laughs> Neither does anybody else. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I don't know why they would. Maybe for fantasy purposes. If you yeah. Got, like, Matt yeah, Ryan or something going. Um, this game's definitely going to live up to the hype, but I stick with my method. Until I have a reason not to pick and roll with Tom Brady, then then I will. But for right now, I don't think the Bucks are slowing down. Tampa Bay 38, Rams 31. Okay, so Nikki's going with the Bucks. All right, the road team going to SoFi Stadium, Damien. Yeah, this one was tough, man. I've been going back and forth on it. Uh, but I decided to go with Tampa Bay 35 to 33. Oh, wow. Okay, so that should be a hell of a game if you're right about that one. That would be pretty awesome. All right. I think it's going to be a hell of a game also. Um, I do worry about Tampa's defense. I'm not going to lie. Um, how much is Stafford and them all together? I haven't seen him connect with Robert Woods as much as I would like to. Tyler Higby got in there a little bit. It's been a lot of Cooper Cup. Daryl Henderson is going to be questionable this game. They do got Sony Michelle, But I think that the Rams are going to throw the ball 50 times, and I think it's going to work. I really do. Um, I don't see a whole bunch of points being scored in this game. But Tampa Bay secondary worries me, and I think that that is – I'm not going to say something factor. I'm not going to say it again, but I think that could be the thing that will push the Rams over the edge and win this game by a field goal, 27-24. So I'll take – the Rams are actually favored in this game. It's the only game the Bucks are not favored this entire year. So I'm going to take the Rams at home, guys. I'm going to go with that one. So I'm going to go against the grain with my two teammates over here and take the Rams. So we'll see what happens. Got them 27-24. Going to Sunday Night Football, we got two games left. The Packers, my Super Bowl team, are taking on Damian's Super Bowl team, which happens to be my beloved San Francisco 49ers. Now, what happens in this game? Are the 49ers going to be able to run? Who the hell's playing running back? I have no idea anymore. You guys are. Just make a quick trip. Do you're close. Just hop on over there and... Somebody, right? Please just go play running back. No, I, don't, I don't think they want my six flat uh, running. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I, I do. I worry about this game a lot. Green Bay feeling better, and there's nothing better than a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. He plays great when he is pissed off, and we just saw that happen, especially in the second half of Monday Night Game. Look, when when I went over with Mike Patton and Tyre, um, we went through the 49ers schedule. We, you know, I picked them to win the first two games on the road. But this one scared me. It still does. I feel like Green Bay is going to take advantage of the secondary. I got them winning 30 to 23. 
Mm. I don't like it, Damian, but I'm picking Green Bay. Okay. I'm going to have your back like we had Nikki's back. I'm going with San Francisco on this one. Uh, <laughs> I think they're de- I think they're healthy enough defensively. Uh, some of the injuries, I think those guys will come back this week. So, and when a healthy enough San Francisco team has been Green Bay's kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, yeah, I think that continues. So, I'm going San Francisco. I'm going to go 21, Green Bay, 18. Okay. All right. So a little defense being played in this game. 21-18. Yeah. All right. I got Green Bay 30 to 23, Nikki. I hope that Damien's right. What do you say? Uh, yeah. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is certainly pissed off. I think he's mad still. The Niners didn't take him. Like, so he's just <laughs> mad, bitter about like the world. Uh, I think it's gonna be close. I have Green Bay 26, San Fran 23, just because okay. I'm concerned about the run game. So am I. The run game and Jimmy Garoppolo is not known to be, you know, some 350-yard, four-touchdown passer. And Green Bay is going to put up offense. They just are. The 49ers' defense is not what it's supposed to be right now. So that's why I'm scared. All right, so Damien's the lone wolf on that one. Let's get to the last game on the schedule, Monday Night Football, (laughs) Nikki's favorite game of the week. The Philadelphia Eagles, who are one and one, take on the Cowboys, who are one and one. Dallas is at home. Guys, I definitely think Dallas wins this one. Philadelphia, we're still unsure about, but Dallas looks good, and their defense still looks not still is starting to really actually look good. I know Tampa Bay is going to score a lot of points, but on the road against the Chargers, only letting up 17, it could have been more. There were penalties, I understand, but overall, Dallas, now they're running the ball with two running backs. They got a decent wide receiver, more than a decent wide receiver core. I love C.D. Lamb. I got Dallas 25-15, Damian. Mm. I'm going with the upset. Give me Philadelphia oh, in this shit. one. Okay. Yeah, I think Philadelphia showed me a lot against San Francisco, playing that well against a team like that. I think their offense will be better in this one because even though Dallas defense has improved, it's not San Francisco's defense. Um, So I think that they'll be able to run the rock. Jalen Hurst will have a good game. So I got Philadelphia winning, I'm going to say, 27 to 24 over Dallas. Wow. Okay. That 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 would be an upset. Uh, an upset. Mm-hmm. I definitely think so. Even though Philadelphia's defense, like I said earlier, has definitely been playing better. Man, Dak Prescott. He is just so damn good. And Nikki, I know you hate to hear that, but let's get you <laughs> on this last one. Oh my God. I don't even care. I'll be watching below deck or <laughs> around. Like, who gives a shit? Um, let me go Dallas 27, Philly 24. All right. So Damien, once again, lone wolfing on this one. And usually when he does that, he ends up winning, which pisses <laughs> me off a lot. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, uh, Nikki, you locked in Carolina, Arizona, and Denver. Damien, you locked in Carolina, Cleveland, and Denver. I locked in Tennessee, which is the second time, so I'm about to get played a fool again. Uh, (laughs) I also locked in Arizona and Denver, just like you guys. Look, sometimes we like to go outside the box, but sometimes it's Denver versus the Jets. I mean, it's a 2-0 team versus – the Jets are already 0-17 as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if they're going to win the game all year long. I mean, really, look, we talk about teams going undefeated, and I don't think that's going to happen. But, Nikki, is there a possibility that the Jets actually lose every game and become the first 0-17 team of all time? Yeah, probably. That would be a very <laughs> Jets thing to do. That would be the record that they would, like, have this year. Yeah, I could see it. I could Definitely totally see, see it. it. Damien, they're not going to beat anybody in their division, and anybody outside their division is better than them. They're not going to win. 
The only time I could see them maybe winning week five at Atlanta. Um, oh, man. okay. Yeah. Outside maybe. of that, maybe. Yeah. And they got Houston in week 12, but Houston's looking decent. So, yeah, Atlanta, I think, is their best shot. Maybe, maybe, but they yeah. got Kyler Pitts at tight end. So, you know, I don't know how that's going to work. Our totally new players. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it should be good stuff. All right. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of us going in different ways over here. That New England, New Orleans games should definitely be interesting. I want, yeah. look, I, I, we're, we're going to end the show in a couple of minutes over here, but I want, just want to talk about Jameis Winston with both of you guys for a second. And, Nikki, I'll go to you first and have Damian close it out. He hasn't thrown for a lot of yards. They only scored seven points last week. They did crush Green Bay. That was a very big, momentous game. Under Sean Payton's tutelage, we talked a lot about it during the offseason, coming into this season. Do you think that he's going to be able to throw for more yards, less interceptions? And I know you got New Orleans in the playoffs, but do you still feel as confident? Yeah, I do. Like I said, I, I think we'll learn a lot more this week. Let's get all the coaches on the sideline, right? I don't think they're as bad as as we saw. And uh, no, I mean, they got Sean Payton. He will. He's going to coach the coach the mistakes right out of them. But no, I, I, I'm confident in them still. Damien, it's your team. Jameis is your quantum leap. I know it might worry you a little bit right now, but what do you see coming up in the next two, three, four, five weeks for this team? I think you're going to see them steadily improving, especially as we get Michael Thomas back, Traquan Smith back. You got to think right now we're out our number one and number two receivers. So Callaway, who would be number three, is number one guy getting all the attention. So once we have all our weapons back, I think that's going to help Jameis out a big a big bit. Uh, once we get healthy on the offensive line as well, Eric McCoy, our starting center was out last week. I think they had a major part in why Carolina was able to generate so much pressure. Our protection plans weren't as good because we didn't have the guy who would normally call the, the protections on the offensive line. So I think as we get healthier and our weapons come back, you'll see Jameis play better. And like Nikki said, I think Sean Payton is the one to really coach him and get those mistakes out of him. And you'll see him in better situations where he's not trying to force it like he was last week. Okay. Okay. I can dig it in and I can see it happening. I, I think they will improve as well. Uh, we'll see how much they do improve. Um, very, very last question. Let's make it really quick. Based on what we saw from Baltimore beating Kansas City, Nikki, do you think Kansas City, I know they're your Super Bowl team, do you think that they're still the favorite to come out of the AFC? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. No question. Damien, you think the same? You think that Kansas City's like – you have, you have a different Super Bowl team, obviously, but Kansas City was the clear-cut favorite in the AFC. Do you think that they still are? Do you think they're unstoppable and they're going to get there, or you still like Buffalo making that run? Um, Kansas City is, well, should still be the favorite. Um, I still like Buffalo as my pick, but Buffalo hasn't really played like the Buffalo I expected yet. Even mm -hmm. though they won 35 to nothing, it wasn't yeah. like the Buffalo that we saw last year. So That's true. without that Buffalo not showing up yet, I still got Kansas City as the favorite, even because you got Patrick Mahomes. You got Patrick Mahomes making some of the plays he made in that game. It's, it's just something that you just can't really plan for as a defense coordinator. No. So I think that Kansas City should still be the favorite in the AFC. Yeah, and that run by Travis Kelsey after that catch, it's like, what are you what are you doing? How good are you? Like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder why people were drafting him in the first and early second round. I, I, I get it. Yeah. I really do get it. Oh, man, awesome show, guys. Had a lot of fun. We got our picks and we got our scores. We got a freaky fantasy draft. Let's see who defends their title. Let's see if Nikki rises up from the ashes over here and takes over. Like a phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's been a great time. 
Can't wait for next Wednesday. Let's do it again. We'll see you then. Peace, everyone.